let's bow. <laughs> let's bow. Uh, take two. Make a deal! Hello, and welcome to the Saddlecast on Wednesday, the 28th of December 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Sagri Burgess. Rob tried to go to Mexico, but he hit a wall. <laughs> and Rob again. I ran into the partially built Trump wall in my office. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Can't get to Mexico. <laughs> but you can, you just walk around it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you, 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 find, you find the bit that wasn't finished. Or, you know, you go across the sea. Which is probably easier from here, right? Probably. <laughs> well, from here to Mexico, <laughs> yeah. yes, probably. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily go to the US and then just go I'm, from I'm, the. I'm just fancy a really long US. walk <laughs> across the desert. Well, I mean, you know, it's technically not that long of a walk to get to something in Mexico. It's not like there's a big lump of desert immediately on some parts of the border. In fact, in some parts of the border, there's a town immediately. Yeah, on both yeah. sides, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's presumably where all the wall mostly is. Well, yeah, you'd assume so. Hmm. Focus on the non-desert parts first. Makes some sense. What not, two... that, not that any of it makes much sense. Well, no, I guess not. <laughs> no. Maybe we were ascribing too much logic to this whole process. What's the two towns next to each other? Juarez and El Paso? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's amazing how much, like, it, like almost everything about the Mexico border I know I know from, like, crime movies or something. Yeah, like sure. Drug movies yeah. or, like, or, like, Breaking Bad or, or, video or, games. or Sicario <laughs> or whatever. Do you like or, the mi- or video mi- games, yeah. Do you like the mining, t- the mining tunnel or, like, drug running tunnels? Is that actually a thing? It like, is a thing, yeah. yeah. It's not just, like, a filmic... No, they like, make real tunnels, like, really complex ones, I think. Huh. And then they get found, which is, you know, must make... I suppose it's just worth the effort, right? Like suppose. Yeah, yeah. So why not do it? They have like air conditioning and stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'd have to in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're like, I guess how deep would they, down or they would are. it just be like shaded yeah. and then thus actually like sort of just. Well, fine. presumably they have to be relatively deep to get below the more unstable desert don't terrain. To know. I mean, it's not like it's a sand. Desert. Geology is. Yeah. In that, in that part of the world. It's probably different. It's not like tunneling under border. the Sahara or something. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, how far down do you have to go before it's no longer sand? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the Sahara could potentially quite a long way on if you're on yeah. the dunes and stuff. But, yeah. And then what even is under there? Atlantis. Rock? rock, rock. <laughs> Atlantis. Diamonds. But you don't have to do any tunnel, you just walk through the buildings. <laughs> just nothing but oh, diamond comedian. down there. Yeah. So what's going on? <laughs> Nothing. That's the whole point of this bit. That's why we're talking shit, even more so than usual. We're organising the expedition. We're going to go to Mexico via sea, and then we're going to dig through the sound and find Atlantis. <laughs> find, find the desert Atlantis. Yeah. What, that's where all the water went from uh, the desert, is it? Like, it just just fell <laughs> under, into this, like, know. hole? Like I never quite understood. Like they 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 don't really explain it, but like in uh, 
in Evangelion, right? They have a whole like subterranean sort of city like scape with like a sky and everything, and it's like, how does this, how is that a thing? How does this work? How does this place work? These weird pockets under the earth. Yeah, is it artificial or? I don't know. Like, as I suppose they don't really explain it all that much. It's just mm. like, oh, here's a hole. <laughs> We've got like a whole extra city down here. What you see up top is like just, I don't know if it's like Pleb Town up top and Important Town down below. <laughs> or <something>, but <laughs> Pleb Town. <laughs> Usually Pleb Town's on the bottom, generally, in most sci-fi, right? Well, unless there's something real bad on the surface that's going to blow you yeah, off all the time. That's true. As yeah. might be the case. Yeah, in Evangelion. Evangelion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that absolutely is the case. Yeah. What's the stupid city in uh, Zion, right? In, in oh, Matrix. in Matrix. But that has engineering on the bottom, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Engineering at the very bottom, where the, where the core heat is. Yeah, where the heat of the core of the Earth. So they can use their geothermal power. I mean, it makes sense. Yes, sort of. <laughs> Apart from the bit where where that brief moment where they show what appears to be like straight up pools of lava in the like oh, yeah. party room. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm not sure if that, that part makes sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean that whole party scene is ridiculous. I mean it's it's funny that they they have all, all this limited resources and yet it's like, no, we've got we can we can carve out this massive rave. <laughs> well, presumably the caves must have already been there to some extent. So maybe carving out a massive rave room is better than just, you know, sending a letter through everything. <laughs> Morpheus is like, we are still here and we are going to rave. <laughs> <laughs> Could they have, like, bottled the bits of lava and made, like, really fancy glow sticks? <laughs> what you put it in? <laughs> that would be the problem. I don't know. Science glass. <laughs> Science glass. <laughs> future science class they've got those hovercraft thingies they could probably suspend yeah. it in 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 oh well, like invert the hovercraft <laughs> yeah. so it suspends a small chunk of electric something. arcs like flying everywhere from you like weird oh man that'd be so rad like that's a that's a proper rave glow stick that is like yeah little little <laughs> everyone's hair suddenly goes mad in the general <laughs> yeah. vicinity of these things and everyone's worked on their hair so hard in, in, the, in the matrix universe I mean, it's pretty hardcore plattered, I guess. Like, mm. there's, there's, there's a fair quantity of dreadlock going on. Yep. Or the or the or everyone just shaves it off. I will quote. That Matrix. We'll have to check if that Matrix Four is on. Like, oh yeah, I mean to like, see. It's on like streaming services. The dumbness of that. <laughs> yeah. Must be experienced. <laughs> Things must be seen. I'm surprised there wasn't a video game tie-in, banking as it was based on. It's about a video game, isn't it? Well, I mean, there kind of was, I suppose. That it wasn't oh, yeah. The Unreal 5 demo. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that, was, yeah. Well, was it at the same time? No, that was quite a lot later, I guess. Mm, it wasn't. It wasn't that far it was apart. around the same no. time, yeah. Yeah, because I guess they did get Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss yeah, to talk did. about the Unreal 5 demo as well as be in it. Yes, they did. Isn't that how they got into the conversation of like Keanu Reeves talking about how he doesn't mind that people would mod him, mod his model from cyberpunk into doing terrible things to other human beings? Oh, why? Terribly things, terribly sexy things. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, of course. 
And he was like, no, that's cool, man. <laughs> he, was, he was well on board for making Keanu porn. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. What's <laughs> his character, Johnny Thunder? Uh, uh, Johnny- Silverhand. Silverhand. Johnny Silverhand. Who's Johnny Thunder? Johnny Thunder. <laughs> Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Well, this, a, this is a podcast about video games. This is a podcast about video games. It's been a year. It's, it's, it's been a year. And now the year is done and there's another year. <laughs> but this year happened. This year has happened. This is our general, like, not really game of the year podcast, but a sort of sort of review of the year, I guess. Like, our, <laughs> our, our thoughts and impressions and... Not necessarily of every game that came out during the year, but just, you know, you, we, can, we can reflect on things we discovered. Are we doing that first? <laughs> I mean, we can do it whenever, right? There's, well, no, yes, but that's why. there's, no, there's no real flow to these anymore. As opposed to what we just came through, what we've played norm, well, normal style. Yeah. yeah, I suppose we could go, like, actually do our normal weekly recap at this point and be like, well, bi-weekly recap and be like, what have you, what have you been playing? We could do that first. Cool, cool let's, do it, let's do a recap and then we'll have all of the games talked about. <laughs> yes, everything will be on the table at that point. Yes, clearly. judgment fully tabled. So, Zeg, what have you been playing in the past two week period? Well, fortunately, not that much. <laughs> there was some, some but, more. But there's been even more time to do nothing. Well, play games. Yes, yeah, so not, not really. No, you say that like time. You know, yeah, like family gets in the way a bit. Not for me, <laughs> <laughs> nothing will get in your way. That hasn't been really any new stuff apart from Dwarf Fortress, which I guess is technically new. <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. Game of the year. Technically a game of this year. In some ways. Except that's what the what I wanted to talk about with Dwarf Fortress is like, as I've played more of the Steam version, and I, well, what I was talking about last time, where it's like, it, it's weird because it's like, it's almost hiding stuff yeah. from you in the new UI. Yeah. Like, the more I played it, the more I realised that like, it's actually kind of weirder than I thought. Actually, the main thing that's made it that makes it more obvious is they've in the last patch that happened like last week, they've introduced the toggle to classic mode graphics, oh. so you can just switch it back to ASCII. Oh, interesting. That, that's okay. good. That's yeah. what you need, right? I mean, it's good, it's a good way, the... a good learning tool, is it? Like to be like, oh, what did it actually look like? Well, yeah, but the, so but that the... doesn't let you actually interact with the old version, does it? It's just the graphics. Well, the thing is that like. So I also went and read some of the devlog stuff to see what has actually been happening recently. Right. And it it seems like there's not... Because we were theorising about whether there was going to remain like two versions sort of like Minecraft, but it seems like everything is just going to be in this one version from now on. So classic mode is is like... Even that... You can get it as a standalone download from the website, but it is basically the same it's just that the the classic mode download from the website doesn't have any of the steam graphics integrated into it basically so when you hit this toggle it's exactly the same game functionally it still has all the same ui just with ascii versions of all the like tabs and shit which i think kind of looks kind of ugly like i don't like when like this is like a new ascii graphics yeah weird oh that is slightly strange uh, like I don't really like. So it's just a skin on the on the on the new UI layer. Yeah. Rather than showing you the old game. Yes, basically. Which is running. Well, but the, see, that's where I where why I was waiting for this to happen to see how it actually functions because that's where this gets weird because 
so there's a few examples of things that I that are like where the new graphics actually makes things more difficult, yeah. and some of them are like things that just are missing or like haven't been implemented into this version yet or something. And then there's weird like things that are literally just graphical. So one of the things that I've, I've been finding really annoying, which is like a missing feature that used to be there, or well, it's not really exactly a missing feature. It's more just like a unfinished bit of UI, essentially. Like when you're in the list of stocks or the trade depot where it just lists all your shit. Firstly, the list starts uncollapsed, which is just awful. Because <laughs> mm, mm. you have this giant list, you know, it's a typical like category tree list type thing, but it's fully expanded. And then, so if you've, if you've got a fault with thousands of items, you're like, well, I need to click on each of these individual categories to collapse them so I can actually even scroll this list in a reasonable period of time. Mm. So that's just like UI, like bad UI, where it's like you just need a collapse all button or like set it to be collapsed by default or whatever. Sure. That's just, and, you know, that wasn't so much of a problem in the old UI because of the way it, well, believe in the old UI it did start collapsed which makes it slightly weird that it doesn't start collapsed right, in this yeah. version that's that's that, that's an intentional change well or a mistake like oh, okay that they didn't they didn't think finish the implementation properly or whatever mm. and so there's that and then there's like things which i get annoyed by but are much more minor like for example the, if you look in the stock screen which lists all of your stuff it no longer gives you extra information on that list. It tells you like how many of a thing you have, but it doesn't tell you like how much this item weighs. And you know, most people are never going to care about that, but mm. there are certain applications where you might care about how much something weighs. Like if you want to make like storage bins out of a really light type of wood, because that makes it slightly more efficient for dwarves to carry around. Mm. And so, but, so now to get that info, instead of just looking at the stocks list and looking at every type of log you have, and then just being able to see the weight, you now have to like look in your fortress for one of each kind of log and then click on it and bring up its individual info and then look at the weight there. And it's just like, that's just slightly more inconvenient because they've kind of tried to simplify the UI by hiding this unnecessary information, which is like, yes, technically it's unnecessary. You don't really need to care that much about this incredibly minute, like, optimization, basically. But, you mm. know, it seems slightly unnecessary. But then, so when, what was weird is, like, that was all stuff that I was already finding weird. But if you toggle it into classic graphics, the thing that I noticed is that some of the things that I find some things in like the modern in the new graphics tile set version actually make the game harder to interpret than the ascii version and mm -hmm. I, like that's where i was i was like well this is really weird because like if you're watching your dwarfs run around and do stuff in the ascii graphics you they like if they pick something up the icon flashes between the dwarf icon and what they're carrying. Yeah. So you can see if someone's carrying something as they're walking along. And similarly, if they go to like eat a, eat a meal at a dining hall, when they, they, you can see them carrying the food. And then when they get to the dining hall, you, the food item gets placed on the table as they're eating it. Right. So it's like that helps you see what's going on. But the graphic, in the graphics version, you, they, that, that just doesn't happen. So you just see dwarves running around. around you don't know what the fuck they're doing even if they go into a dining room they just go in there for a second and then walk out then you don't have any idea that they've actually eaten anything no, <laughs> visually weird okay so it's just like these weird bits of like 
So how was it represented? So there was like, was there like a hunger like version of the dwarf character, or like was it? Just, is it just a visual for food that's missing? Sorry, I missed it. It's the item they're carrying. It's the item they're carrying flashes uh, on top of them as they're carrying it. See, yeah, because it used to blink. Yeah, it used to yeah, blink between yeah, okay, them and yeah. whatever else was on that tile. But what would yeah, be the I, solution? I well, would the you solu- have to have something in the corner of the tile to show what they're Well, the solution would be something that they've already partly implemented, which is that like, if a dwarf is holding a, a, like a pickaxe or a weapon, that shows on their sprite. <laughs> Like they have a specific like extra bit on the sprite where the where essentially where their hand is yeah. where the, a weapon icon fits. But you couldn't do that for every. Well, you kind of could item like right or just show that they're carrying something yeah. like use some kind of generic icon for That'd that be slot. Wouldn't be as good because as the ASCII because yeah. you couldn't tell what it was, but it would be. And then that also extends to like that. That part is weird because that information definitely still exists. Like, you can talk yeah. about it in the classic mode and see that it's still there. Okay. But then there's certain other things which are just, like, literally miss, sort of missing graphics where it's just not, like, I guess it's not done yet because obviously it's not done. This is only point, version 0.5. Right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, like, there's just things where it's, like, a lot of seeds don't have any graphics. They're just invisible if they're on the floor. And then, like, when crops get planted in a farm tile, there's no way to tell... Whereas in, if you switch it into the ASCII graphics, you can see where if a tile of farm has something plotted in it as a different tile, as a different icon. And I don't know why that one isn't in. Like, that one's pretty easy to change because it doesn't even depend on the plant. Like, it, it literally just changes the basically sort of furrowed soil when it gets planted. So you can tell that there is at least a plant there. And again, that's just like... In the in the graphical version, that's just another like usability problem because it's like you can't tell if your farmers are actually doing anything because the farm plots look exactly the same planted or unplanted. <laughs> you actually have to click on the farm plot and look at it to see that it contains seeds. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like some of this can definitely be fixed by just them just missing the graphics. But uh, but mm. then there's these other bits where it's just like the information is there. It's just not represented in the graphics yet and. Like, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of important. And, you know, I, when I complain about the weight of logs, that's one thing. But when it's like playing in the ASCII is actually literally easier to interpret what's going on than playing in the graphics, that's sort of a problem. Yeah, that feels like a mistake, doesn't it? They've done, they've done something a little wrong. Well, I don't know. It was always going to be a trade-off. Like, that was a bit ambitious for them to f- first time make the tile set good enough for an experienced Dwarf Fortress player to actually prefer. Well, but, well I, in terms of guess, information, yeah. not maybe not in terms of like aesthetics, but in terms of you know density of information, it's going to be a tough. Yeah, like what the alternative have been for like the food carry or the item carrying in general? Would they have actually like how good are the? I guess how good is the dwarf graphic? Would they have had room to put like some extra things you could see what they well, were carrying? Done that yeah, well, you know, so, yeah, they've done yeah. that with tools and weapons, <laughs> so you can see where they're armed. That seems it good. just like sticks out of where the hand is on the on the icon. Mm. They'll just have to do the same. I mean, I, couldn't I, they have just put a baguette in then? For, like, yeah, but I mean, I would I would assume that. Well, I guess I don't know how, exactly how this whole system works, but. If you want to imagine a, a universe where it's just like here's a bunch of sprites, you just have a a scaled down version of the sprite, uh, like a slot on the door for a scaled down version of every sprite that could just be put in there over where their hand is to just represent their carrying something, and that would solve the whole problem. <laughs> hmm. Well, so also for everything that has sprites, because as I said, some things are just invisible. Oh, so you mean so if they just had a 
placeholder something. Yes, just like a slot, like an overlapping sprite that sits on top of the dwarf sprite that Mm. is just their held item slot. Uh, I see what you mean. A little bit like... um... Like I know, I'm thinking more like the graphics on like an RTS or something, where something something in the frame around the. Well, not like that. Not, not like a selection with like full on health bar or something, but just some little hovery. Well, I didn't mean like an icon. I mean it could just use the actual image of the thing they're carrying to scale down and like put where the weapon would be in their hand. Okay, it's just yeah. like it's just a a sprite that would sit on that place yeah. on top of the dwarf icon. Yeah, I guess it's not. It's not like the representation is. Uh, but that assumes so realistic, is it? No. Dwarf Fortress so it doesn't matter too much. But that assumes that th- this graphical implementation is actually that complicated. Because that's why I'm wondering about the tool, about the tools and weapons where it shows them holding it. I'm wondering whether is that like an additional sprite that's stacked on top of the dwarf sprite, or is that actually a fully redrawn separate sprite that it just switches to? Because hmm. if because if you're imagining that this is just an upgrade from old Dwarf Fortress's system where everything is one tile and you're just putting a sprite over that tile, then that does kind of limit you to not being able to do that, to do the carrying thing. Because right, yeah. that would be why it would blink between them in the old version. <laughs> so I don't know. But yes, I mean... It's weird because there's a lot of people like naturally assuming that this is like the finished version of Dwarf Fortress, which I... I I really think that maybe they should have just launched it as early access, even though it's never going to come out of early access. Right. Like, just launching it as a sort of finished product is weird because it's clearly not. Hmm. <laughs> and even to the extent that there's just, like, you know, you go in, when you start a new game, adventure mode isn't even in the game yet, and it just has, like, a coming soon next to it. And it's like, well, yes, every game does that nowadays. Like, every game that's released still gets oh, constant patches yeah. or whatever. I mean, I, I was reminded <laughs> that there's... Like, you remember when uh, I, think, I think it was a EA turned around and said, "Hey, we're shutting down the servers for a whole bunch of old games." Yeah, I went and played a bit of Onrush online. Right, and that is one of those games that has had since launch coming soon placeholders <laughs> in its menu that were never never implemented. Right, um, coming. Mm. So it's like it happens. It yeah. definitely happens. I'm pretty sure Red Out Two is going to fall into that category as well because it's you. Its main menu has some coming soon items on it, and I don't know if they're going to do that. Mm. I don't know. But I mean, in, in, at least in the Dwarf Fortress case, you know, Adventure Mode is coming soon because it's in the old yeah, version. It, it, <laughs> so it, 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 it literally is done. It just needs some porting work to make it, or maybe some graphical work. I don't know what that, what part is holding them up. Yeah, on that. Is it, or is it just like bits of UI? Yeah, it could be like making a mouse-driven version of the adventure UI could be kind of complicated because you need to have like weird direct control over a character. And how do you do that in a mouse? Mm. You like have like a ring of icons around your character that show you which directions you can move or something maybe but yeah it's just like it's clearly not a finished game but it's it's fully released so it has to be analyzed as a finished game and then all these things that are missing or like not clearly not actually done are just going to be weird <laughs> so i don't know but apart from that, I mean, you know, it's still Dwarf Fortress. I, once I got more into it and started getting more of a handle on some of the things that have changed, like how you assign jobs and whatnot, I was like, yeah, I can still... This still works as Dwarf Fortress, I guess. My fortress has had a... my most. I started another fortress, but this one, I was like... I, so I, 
I tried to get back into it in the first fortress, and I was like, okay, I'm starting to realise where I've already gone wrong in this one, like all the little design flaws that I've made because I didn't quite remember how Draw Fortress works. So then I was like, start a new one, do that again, and do it slightly better. But then this fortress, I've run into the problem that is like, not my fault, it's just how Dwarf Fortress works now, which is that goddamn thieves won't try to won't stop trying to steal away shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. As soon as you build like a tavern so mm. that people can so that visitors can come, come to your fortress. Come, yeah. Actually I guess this was added relatively recently, I think after like a couple of patches after taverns were implemented, but they implemented like intrigue, where basically people can disguise their identity. So, like, random people will show up in your fortress and try and extract information from people by just talking in the tavern. And then if they discover that you have an artifact in your fortress, they'll come back later and try and steal it. But they just won't fucking stop in this fortress. <laughs> like, every season, there's just another random thief trying to steal one of my artifacts, immediately getting discovered by, like, a dog or a cat in the corridor. And then... Then there's a slight, because <laughs> obviously dogs and cats are very alert and will tell you when they discover a thief. Yeah. But then there's like a weird sort of bug, I guess, where if that if that thief had originally arrived as part of a group, like they're they're all colluding or whatever to the tavern or to the rave. to the tavern. All right. So the group arrives and they're colluding to get this information. Collusion. But then one of them will leave. And then be the one who's trying to infiltrate. So he'll basically leave the fortress and then come back in in stealth to try and sneak his way in. But as soon as he gets discovered, all his friends who are still in the tavern become hostile. Except the game doesn't like correctly mark them as hostile. So it's just like you're just, if you just look at them, they still appear as just a visitor and they're just trying to relax in the tavern. Except now they're trying to kill everyone. Oh no. <laughs> Which is, it doesn't actually affect the gameplay because you can still. Every, everyone in the vicinity will still try to kill them and fights will still happen and all your dogs will jump on them and all that stuff. It just doesn't mark them as hostile in the actual UI, so you don't necessarily know what the, the fuck's going on. Is that in the new UI or in the old... Is, it just, is that not a bug from the base Yeah, I game? think that's a bug from the base game. Right. Because it doesn't correctly update their, like, mm. you know, hostility to the fortress based on their group affiliation or whatever. How the hell do they fix bugs in, in this game? It's so complicated. <laughs> yeah, even... They're so weird, aren't they? Yeah. But I imagine they're probably quite... Um, Reproducible, yeah, yeah. Sense, I mean, that was certainly the, the sim should probably play out the same way. It yes. must have like a weird like test harness where they can set up really weird. Look, yeah, here's a, well, it's basically save states, right? Yeah. That's what it needs. It needs a save state system. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the, this constant wave of thieves constantly trying to steal my shit, and it still suffers slightly from an even older dwarf fortress problem, where when sometimes when you get alerts, it even uses the character's real name or it uses a, like a generic name and obviously if the character is one of these thieves who are using a false identity if it does use their real name then you don't know who the fuck that is because no one has that name in your list and if it and sometimes it just doesn't use any name at all and just uses a generic like it's a sword dwarf that's attacking everyone and you're like well who the fuck <laughs> who is this it's a sword dwarf so I better look at the list for anyone who's wielding a sword I guess <laughs> could be any one of these guys or just look for where the fight's happening but by that time it might already be too late you got to get your military in there quick and just beat them the shit up but can you can you just pause at that point yeah and maybe I mean, look you can, around you can pause and then scroll for all the lists and try and find the information look it's mm. kind of easier to like be looking through the combat list and look for like a dog is fighting and you're like well he's probably fighting one of the bad guys so I can at least zoom to the dog and then the guy who's probably adjacent to him that will be one of the bad guys he's dudes. probably the dude yeah. <laughs> 
and luckily now with the the it's not necessarily related to the modern interface but commanding military has gotten slightly easier over the last few versions so you can you can literally just go to a military squad and say kill that guy (laughs) (laughs) which which at least makes it easy enough to clean up that kind of problem rather than the old way where you just had to tell your military squad to stand in the vicinity and hope that they see the bad guys hope that they aggro okay (laughs) but yeah that's that that seems to be a problem and also like i feel like maybe i need to start thinking about restricting the number of visitors because it's really kind of a, a like as soon as you have a tavern you just get like 20 odd visitors showing up and they're just constantly in and out and it's a, a, a apparently a huge security risk i guess <laughs> and you can mitigate it somewhat I'm, I'm seriously considering just putting like weapon traps on the entrance to the tavern because then as soon as the enemy as soon as they go hostile and they try and run out of the tavern to attack people they'll just get immediately sliced up <laughs> assuming of course that the hostility is tracked by the game and not by the UI. Because if they don't register as actually hostile, the weapon traps won't. But since everyone attacks them, I assume they must be, must be in the internally yeah. recognised as hostile. But yeah, putting a bunch of weapon traps over the entrance to the tavern might work. <laughs> but the trouble is, if anyone passes out on a weapon trap, that'll activate it as well. So if they're super drunk... If they fall on it, if they're on super the drunk stumbling from, out of the yeah, pub... Out of the tavern, gonna... <laughs> and they, they pass out on that oh, square, man. they right. just get instantly <laughs> murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good incentive to not get absolutely trashed. Yeah. Well, in reality, it's actually safer to not actually serve alcohol in your tavern because dwarves, being as they are, super alcoholic and just require alcohol Hell to yeah. even function. Dwarves have no idea what like the limits are for normal races, so they just constantly get them insanely drunk and then they die from <laughs> alcohol poisoning. Oh, I see. Like what other other races? <laughs> yeah, other races. That's interesting. So it's actually just safer to not even bother serving alcohol in the tavern. Just have it be a meeting place. Okay, so how do you like get alcohol to your dwarves then if they require it? Well, they yeah. just drink it out of the storeroom or your dining room. Or <laughs> oh, whatever. See, they want they just go steal it. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, they drink straight out of the barrel. <laughs> or if you give them a mug, they will use that, which they prefer. They do prefer to at least have a mug they can dip into the barrel. Okay, nice. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't they just get drunk there instead? Then? No, because like, dwarves know their own limits. That's okay. personal drinking. Okay. That's not being served by a, by a random dude who doesn't know what the shit he's doing most of the time, This is apparently. part of my carefully planned uh, meal <laughs> system for the week. I mean, well, you could... You could get a barman who's human or something. Or well, yeah, I guess you could if you've got one of the guests to stay in your fortress as a permanent resident and then... Although the, them. I imagine that probably wouldn't work because as soon as their allegiance changes to your civilization, they probably inherit the, like, knowledge of that... Of how the beer works. Of how the beer works or whatever. Yeah, but they're not, it's not going to improve their tolerance, is it? Is it when they, if they flip sides? Not them, no, but no. they might... They might <laughs> serve an, a dwarven amount of alcohol just because they're part of a dwarven civilization just, at that point. Just because yeah. they know. <laughs> I mean, maybe... That's probably why people come to the tavern for the dwarven amount of <laughs> well, alcohol. Maybe. And, you know, if you want to be ridiculous about it, maybe it's better to just constantly get everyone in your... Wasted. Wasted, because then you can just... Then you can deliberately fill the tavern with weapon traps and get a bunch of free shit. <laughs> 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 for all the people falling over drunk and getting in murdered by yeah. spikes and then you just take all their stuff. <laughs> you've, made, you've made the intentional death tavern. Yeah. Because can, it's not your fault. It's can their you fault. Get, <laughs> can you get the imposters or the intrigue people wasted so they forget what they heard? And then... Yeah, I don't know what... The, what like <laughs> About your artifacts. They do have... It is like 
an actual skill check and like they have one of the skills you can get is like how skilled are you in scheming <laughs> right and that affects how well you can like create false identities and convince people to give you information so i don't know i assume that all these all these characters that are made like this must have pretty high scheming skills high for scheming. their plans to yeah. even work and also your dwarves apparently are very dumb i mean i guess none of your dwarves are skilled in scheming so they're very easy to get information out of right yeah <laughs> they're very loose-lipped you put posters on the on the tavern walls um like world war ii style dwarves are little right are they tankards little as well so like they they would have to actually i don't know what the it's, it's like, like it's like the serving size at the at the well, tavern, no, presumably like, like, the, like the serving size like is like pint. big because dwarves yeah. drink a lot so it's probably like a normal size like it's just big compared to a dwarf yeah <laughs> comes in pints <laughs> yeah exactly does anyone fancy a pint i, I only raised like i was watching the um uh was it i think I was it was confused for a moment whether it was a genuine question no no, <laughs> no actually, actually not but no, like, I, think, I think it was christmas eve or something they were playing the far show christmas special right oh and brilliant and just just that, that I'd, I'd forgotten some of them like just the ones where they're playing like a serious scene and of course paul whitehouse's character just works in you know what a pint <laughs> man shooting stars was just the best and far and the far show oh yeah and the far show yeah Man. I mean, there are bits of the far show that I don't actually think hold up all well, no. no, because it, it's way more random than I remember it, and it's like, like that was the whole point. That's I know, I know. the far show. I know, it? but it's just, it's just, it's, it's just like move on to the next. Yeah, it, even, 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 like even, even now, like, I'm watching so bad. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> like my my modern brain is now just like that. That's, no, a lot of the sketches are not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that that was sort of the takeaway. But they did, they did, of course, play the classic, like, all around my arse, which is, like, the, the one of the best. <laughs> the far show. Yep. Love it. That Johnny Depp really weirdly liked, right? So he, <laughs> What, the, um, the far show? The, the, the folk show. The, the folk singers, or do you mean the show in general? Just the yeah. show in general. He was a fan, and he turned up, didn't he, in, in the suit you, sir? I think, in the special. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Suit you, sir. I remember trying to ask my mum how to explain what the joke is in the suit you said. <laughs> and it's like, I still don't even know. Like, I get that it's a innuendo. She, she just said, oh, it's just an innuendo. It's just innuendo. Yeah, and it's much. like, I get that. Okay. They, I don't know. <laughs> that is kind of all it is. It's, isn't kind of, it? it's yeah. just that like, they're, they're, they're just super they're into just, G'ing up your Randy side, I yeah. suppose. Are you Randy, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is she up for it? <laughs> Exactly. It was just, it's just the, the fact that it's so inappropriate, isn't it? But it's yeah. like, they're not. I don't know, more or less inappropriate than the sketches where, like, they, you would turn, it would be a normal family scene and you turn around and be the next door neighbours just shagging. Just right oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Morning. Yeah. Morning. Yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> Stupid. And that's Dwarf Fortress. And that's Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> the far show is kind of Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> gotcha. Spinky pinky. <laughs> and apart, apart from that, I just played a bunch of normal stuff. Except I did also play through the entirety of Dust and the Lizard Tale again. Oh, really? All of it? <laughs> yeah, in like ten hours. Wow. Mainly because I, I like 
I had one more achievement to get, and I was just like, oh yeah, I meant to get this ages ago, and I never did. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I, I, I need a break from all the other normal games that I play. Let's mm. play something different and something real old. What achievement was that? The one for doing it in hard. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it doesn't, it, I don't think it actually tracks if you, you know, it doesn't give you the lower difficulties if you do it in hard. So I had to do multiple runs. I see. Actually, yeah. there's more than one achievement in that you have to get in separate runs, which is really annoying. Mm. But I had I had all the other ones. I just never had finished it in hard. I think I got like most of the way through it the time the first time I tried to get that achievement and then just stopped. Oh, right. So yeah. I was just like, just well, fuck. Steam. I guess I'll just. I think that was because I was doing that hard run immediately after I'd already done another run to get one of the other achievements. And doing two runs in a row, I probably did run out of steam. Mm. But this time I was just like, yeah, I'll just go back and run through that real quick. I know how this works. Although yeah. weirdly, like that was a fun game. Well, yeah, but weirdly, like hard mode. Really, the only difference is just like you die. <laughs> yeah, you just take way more damage. I mean, it was pretty harsh sometimes, anyway. Yeah, right? until you started leveling a bit. But the thing is, like, the way the equipment and stuff in that game works, and to a lesser extent, the leveling, because really, it's the equipment that makes the biggest difference. Once you get ahead of the curve, it's really easy, mm. except that. Really, the only thing that doesn't get any easier is the damage out, how much damage you take. So you all, even in hard mode, you'd always die super easily, mm. but it's still quite easy to get ahead of the curve on like your damage output. Right. So yeah. I was totally just waltzing through the enemies, providing I never, wasn't actually getting hit. <laughs> so I was destroying all the enemies really quickly, but I can't take a hit. See, I always seem to remember that, like the damage output being quite low in dust right like that you had to combo things for quite a long time until they actually die only if like, you don't get ahead of the curve basically yeah, maybe, if you maybe, get lucky maybe with maybe a couple did. of weapon you know a couple of good pieces of weapons or armor or whatever mm. you could easily get ahead of the curve and stay there from quite you know yeah maybe I, maybe i never did that on my run like i just remember like spending ages like trying to build up the mass also there's the combo count requirement isn't there for was it achievo or well, just a, there's a yeah and a, and a mission and achievement yeah. but like, you can just do that by equipping them that one amulet that lowers your stats yeah <laughs> but yeah and, and of course the actual like weirdly right at the end of the game where it's supposed to be the most hardcore bit where you're like going up against this army or whatever and they have like fancy technology and you're fighting basically helicopters <laughs> at a certain point that becomes like super easy if you have if you if you're at that point, you're sort of the equipment is sort of caught back up, like you're you're finding equipment in that sequence that you're then immediately going to use. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, for some reason, those pieces of equipment are like still insanely overpowered. Like because mm. at that point, the equipment you're getting is instead of just like a stat buff, it's a stat multiplier. So instead of just like plus forty attack, it's like attack times one point two. So you stack those together and your stats just go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just destroying, even though this is supposed to be the hardest part, you're just completely annihilating these helicopters in like two hits <laughs> because your stats are so ridiculous now because of these multiplicative and you can stack the multi multiplying ones. Like if you have two rings that both have multipliers. Mm. Well, that's quite good fun. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of, at that point you do kind of start to lose the sort of actual technique of the combat of that game. Mm. You pretty much just like, you know, jump into the air, aerial dust storm, that shit kind of <laughs> lightning spews out of you and everything dies. Yep. <laughs> it's like, like you're not actually do, using any of the combo attacks or like even ground attacks. You're pretty much just flying through the air at that point. Yeah, spamming the, magic. Creating the little white sparks that go everywhere yep. and murder everything for you. The final boss does put up a bit more fight because he can actually block. 
So you do actually have to slightly be smarter. I don't remember the bosses in that game particularly. I remember the first one, I think the fiery guy. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. They're not, they're all basically the same. Mm. Like the fiery guy, then you have the water lady, who's really more of a lightning lady, I guess. Mm. And then the uh, giant zombie ghost. And then the final boss, which you fight in a volcano, of course. Oh, yes. No, okay. I, think I do remember. <laughs> Kick him into the lava. Yeah. And then you also die. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then maybe a sequel, except that never happened. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what happened. There's a, there was a story, wasn't there, about front, around that studio? Like some, something happened. Hmm. Um, I say studio, it was like mostly one, one guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. What does Elysian mean again? Is it some kind of Greek um, yeah, mythology probably. thing? Is it? Yeah. Is it like a place? Is it like some kind of like heaven type, heavenly place? Yeah. Something like that. Because I think Champs Elysees means Champs means field. I think so. I think it means Elysian, Elysian field. field. I think yeah. so. Dust. Yep. I play for all that. And then I got that achievement, and then I'm like, I never have to play this again. I guess because <laughs> now I have 100 achievements. Fully uh, platinum done. Yep. Add that to my however many games on Steam right now have 100%, which I think is like nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a con- uh, the Elysian, Elysium or the Elysian Fields or the Elysian Plains is a, according to Wikipedia, a conception of the afterlife that was developed ah. over time by Greek religious and philo- philosophical sects. There we go. Um, initially separated for, from the concept of Hades and. I see. Things like that. Does it have a disco? <laughs> That's a good is, it, is it dusty? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a it's a sort of splinter concept in Greek. Weird Greek heaven sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that covers the actual stuff. I mean, you know, all the normal things that all also happened. Rocket League and Durgan, <laughs> all that stuff. I've, you want to do a segue, I've, combined well, segue? Can't, maybe, because I've managed to stay out of Rocket League. <laughs> right. Like, I haven't gone in, and and I'm kind of not missing it at the moment, so that's so that's okay. <laughs> well, you had been playing it quite a lot at the end of the season. I've been playing it a lot, yeah. But but what it means now that it's no point me really going into the season because I've already missed several weeks, right? So it's like, well, you're not even it's not even a quarter done yet. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm I'm always to the wire on the on the on the pass anyway. Right? Although actually, so that does remind me of something I did want to mention about it. Like, I don't know if it's if they done this the previous season that I just hadn't noticed because I mean it's it's not something you would notice, I guess. But like, they've kind of sneakily started disobeying the rule of of like rocket pass because you would expect the rocket pass the one to 70 is where you get the stuff right because yep. that, that's, that, the, that's that, the usual that's right? the premium zone mm-hmm. and also the free stuff tracks along up to 70 and then you don't get any more free stuff after that and or, or in previous times past 70 it's all the multi, the like recolored stuff which as we previously discussed is no longer random but it is colored or whatever yeah which is a downgrade yes which sucks mm. but what i've noticed in in this season which might have happened before i just didn't notice mm. is that they've started disobeying that in that in that now there's actually new stuff past 70 oh. it's mixed into the colored stuff but there oh, are no. legitimately different things that's interesting. past 70 
just mixed in with the coloured stuff. Like there's a there's a completely what, so up to the right one ten mark or something. Well, or? I don't think it's necessarily meant to. It's not represented like that. They just appear to be randomly mixed in there. It's not oh, like yeah. they're saying the pass is now up to one ten or anything. It's just that now slightly higher above 70 in amongst the colored stuff, you'll get things that aren't just recolors, huh. <laughs> like a whole new goal explosion. And like the yeah. specific ice and fire versions of the car are not in the one to 70. They're past 70. Shit, it's the ice and f- is, that, is that the season theme? Yeah. Oh man, maybe I should have been. Yeah, yeah, now you need to be glacial. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't think there's that much ice or fire, to be honest. Oh, okay. But you know, there's the car. That's about it. I mean, I never, got, I never got the the, like, the old ice explosion. It never came out of the, oh, right, yeah, yeah. the drops. <laughs> but yes, I find that a bit... Uh, if if anyone cared about it, that would kind of be a, a, a thing to be annoyed by, but I don't think anyone does care about it at this point. <laughs> Maybe someone on some Rocket League forum somewhere, there are people who noticed and are bitching about it, but you know, it's not gonna be, uh, not, yeah, no one else is going to care. Probably, probably somewhere, <laughs> but that is kind of sneaky. Yeah. But I guess I guess they don't say that particularly. No, they? I mean it. I mean, I guess it's sort. It's just like that's how the UI represents it, but it doesn't. You know, there's never been any. Well, maybe right at the start of Rocket Pass, they explicitly said one to seventy or whatever. Well, yeah, it used to be that you couldn't see past, past 70, seventy unless you started yeah. getting close, right? So if they changed that, like, yeah, you can still scroll past seventy from the start now. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, up something. to like a hundred or something. Okay. You can't see you can't see the whole of where the credits go to until you start going all the right, way out there. Yeah. Which if I mean if they change that then there'd be some <laughs> some uproar. Yeah. But I think that is still the same. But yeah, it's just weird that they've they've sneakily changed that slightly. Hmm. But I you know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't matter for you, obviously. Well, no, in theory. Burn all the way through it immediately. <laughs> And of course, we did some Derg Yuletide. Yep. Kill some elves. Shoot the elf. Yeah. <laughs> the only real difference, isn't it? It's like, yeah, okay, there's a few presents about the level that might have an extra loot bug in or. or uh, Formers. Formers, yeah. And they say ho, 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 and you mash them up. Yep. But um, how big is Derg? Like, is oh, what it, you obviously, mean? it's a successful game, but I just mean, compared to, like, I don't know, obviously not Fortnite, but compared to Rocket League or something. Is about uh, the same? I mean, I, I don't think it's in the. <laughs> Same quote unquote league as, as Rocket, Rocket League. league. Open but, up Steve and look at the top played games right now, and then you'll be able to not, see. It's not, it's clearly popular, otherwise, they wouldn't make so much content and stuff, right? Yeah, and also, I mean, they're make still, it for essentially free, yeah, so yeah supported I mean, only by optional but, DLC con- cosmetics. Mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's still, they're still, well, they're still selling copies, and also, it's had a, had a fairly major boost recently, I think, thanks to Game Pass, right? Um, because obviously they just get that Microsoft money, right? It's just just cash injection. Yeah, yeah. At that point, but no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's. A, I don't. I don't think it's that big. No, honestly. But it's you know it's, well, it's, I mean, it's successful enough, enough to keep yeah. going. Yeah. I mean, we have no idea how big Rocket League is any longer. <laughs> that's true. It's not purely Steam any longer, so we can't even use the Steam stats to work that out. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, because it won't give us the crossplay number. I mean, Epic claims if you go on the Epic Store, it claims that Rocket League is like the number two free to play game after Fortnite. So <laughs> that really doesn't tell you anything either, really, considering what is on. Epic Game Store. I, I mean, I'd find that mildly. I, thought, I would have thought something like Genshin would have been up there. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I mean, that's there as well. But how much behind? I don't think Epic gives you numbers for that. It's just they say it's. They say, oh, well, they they rank it, but don't. Yeah, they rank it. it. 
Okay, so what am I looking for? So how do you find Go that number? Store, I believe. And then there's a... Or, in, or is it in the drop-down under store that it says stats? I can't read from here. Oh, the, yeah, the bottom one. Interesting. And then there should be a list in there somewhere that's like top 100 most played. It's like most played there on the left. Yeah, on the right. On the right. Oh, yeah. Is it, it? Is that on there? Well, that's I mean, is it I in mean, the top 100? Valheim's still up there. It's doing well. I, I, <laughs> Destiny 2. I've forgotten. Oh, Destiny 2. Yeah, of course. That's going to be pretty big. And Apex is going to be massive still. Uh, and, of course, COD is massive. Yeah, um, keep going. Two, <laughs> two? That's amazing. I mean, yeah, that's been I, having a bit of a resurgence oh, lately. Really? Okay. Yeah, how, I mean, TF2 is amazing. It's still going, honestly. Okay, there we go. Rocket League is is there. Is it still, even on the Steve version of the Rocket League. I don't know if you get, what, what's, what are these numbers scroll off and see it's like most played currently okay. current, current and peak. peak yeah okay, okay. so 33,000 today but today is a weird day I mean they're gonna, I don't know well, isn't it I don't know maybe not and 45 yeah within some time period anyway so it's <laughs> keep going with where's oh, there it is I was not that far behind 20,000 players interesting so it's, so it's two-thirds of rocket league yeah <laughs> and, well steam's rocket league it's below oh, satisfactory true. which is yeah. you know kind of surprising but also deep deep rocks not cross-platform no is it currently so but there are console versions and yes so we're not we're not reading those but yeah and in steam alone it is two it is two-thirds of rocket league hmm. oh, that's, that's better than i was expecting actually it's the same as sea of thieves <laughs> Yeah, which I'm kind of still on. I mean, Sea of Thieves is way Honestly. bigger than it was at, l- at launch now. That's true. Yes. Um, to the point where I'm I'm occasionally tempted to maybe go and have a look to see what happens. Yeah. But, but you need a crew. That's the problem. Yes. Sea of Thieves is no yeah. fun on your own. Yeah. Um, anyway. unless, unless they specifically change that. <laughs> Deep Rock like the same player base as Civ 5. <laughs> the previous version of Civ. Oh, the Civ. previous version of Civ. <laughs> <laughs> not Civ Six. Well, where is Civ Six, Six even, even on, on this there? list? Yeah, is it above it? <laughs> That's the question. That must off. have more players than Civ Five. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, That's quite high up. People spend a lot of time playing that shit. I mean, it's close to Elden Ring. Yeah. So yes, Dirk is relatively large, I guess. Yeah, Big, bigger than I expected. But for what is like a pretty small dev team and yeah. a pretty small studio, they're doing yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Interesting. Uh, nice. Uh, all right, so what have I what actually have you been, been playing? Been playing? Uh, <laughs> let's, 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 go, let's start with a weird one. Um, the Cambridge crew got me into playing a couple of rounds of something known as BAR. Uh, B-A-R. Humbug. Stands for Beyond All Reason, apparently. Okay. Not a great name. However... What it is, is a pretty faithful recreation of the ideas behind Total Annihilation right. into a modern RTS. Um, uh, like It's pretty much the same structure, like collect energy from the sun or the wind, build, find metal deposits and build extractors for it, build all your Tech One bots vehicles and stuff and aircraft and stuff like that, and they all have the nano guns so they can fly around and repair stuff and set up patrol routes and... It's got a whole bunch of strategic, like a whole bunch of options and commands and stuff you can do. And there's radar towers and it is TA. It is, it is TA in its like almost most full form. Like uh, they with 
leaning towards like supreme commander towards the top end of the tech tree so you can get big experimental units and things hmm. as well um and it's currently completely free and uh sort of community built and it's really quite good <laughs> um like it's not got it's not got like, like got a proper campaign or anything like that it is designed for multiplayer mm. uh, and things like that and we were just doing like four and four but four of us on a team versus ai and stuff like that and man it brought back all the stuff i, I really enjoy about ta like turtling is pr- a proper option right? <laughs> well against right. the cpu yes <laughs> you can't you can just build a massive base and then bomb the crap out of them with nukes if you can outproduce them right and uh and and win that way um but you know, there's decent anti-nuke stuff as well. So you've got to work to, like the the AI will build decent anti-nuke defense. So you've got to hmm. wear them down through that. And uh, uh, I had a pretty good time with it. Honestly, I thought it was it's a pretty good. I mean, it, it started to run quite badly <laughs> after a while, but not because of like visual stuff. I mean, there, there was a lot going on. Obviously, my system was just was keeping a reasonable frame rate on it, reasonable. But the bigger problem was like network latency after a while. Right. Right. There was just there was just so much going on that it was start the game itself I think was starting to slow down a touch while it was trying to transmit everything hmm. more than uh, more than anything else. Um, but yeah, but it's it's if you if you've got that sort of itch for an old TA like experience and you just want to have a skirmish against the AI, it's it's worth a look. Hmm. It's pretty well made and pretty well um, thought through. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's just nice that they put like keyboard shortcuts to be in. I want to build a hundred of these bad boys, and you can just go click, <laughs> and it will, right. like then a factory will queue up a hundred of them, and it's like nice. That was actually in the original trade lineation as or maybe only it. once you had the expansion. I think they added. Oh, what they added like, like shift and control click on the unit buttons to queue up hundred. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that being like Sony ever played the original. I don't, hmm. I don't remember that being there, but you could. Because total annihilation was. Actually, one of the first games that actually had unit queues. Yeah, because yeah. after Command and Conquer and, and, and Starcraft, you really, you really couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they've got some. Even on that front, they've got some neat things. I don't know if TA ever had a priority build thing. So I think if you alt click in the build system in in Bar, it will like go oh, build this, to build this first. Yeah. Right, and, but it's it's kind of disruptive because it's like it, it interrupts anything you've currently got building, which you don't always want. But mm. like, um, it's like, oh god, I've I've lost all my constructors in a, in a terrible a terrible idea in this part of the map. It's like I need to build a whole bunch more. I can just just queue them up at, at the, as priority. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like the, the and they've, I will give them credit as well because they've done a really good job of two tutorializing the game not in the game itself unfortunately but they're like documentation on the website is is really very very good at explaining how the economy of the game works and how what you actually need to worry about and like giving you some raw if like if you want to pay attention like give you some raw numbers to be like okay at this particular posi- point in the game you should be outputting this amount of this and this amount of that and uh, you might decide that actually teching up is a bad idea at this point. Like, just rush them with tech one units and do it fast and do it now. Um, and they they do a really good job of actually explaining how the systems come together or what the what their thought of the current meta is, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, for the game, but yeah, shout out shout out to BAR. I, I had a good time with it. Um, and you know, it, it's just totally, totally totally free, totally free. Mm. Nice. Where's that available? 
uh, on their just, website. Just, yeah, on their, on, on their, on their website. website. Just just search for it. Uh, yeah, it's beyond, beyond, B-A-R. B-A-R or Beyond All Reason. Beyond All called. Reason. But um, yeah, decent thing. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, Nome and I continue to play Pentiment. Um, slowly. We're still working our way through. We're still failing every single check that game throws at us. Like, we, we, I think... I think this might be. A, I think I mentioned this before. I think this might be a trait with like when we play these sorts of games with gnome. Gnome's a bit like doesn't game it. If you see what I mean, she plays it a bit like a real person. It's all like, oh, we might have gone too far. We'll step back on that one, or like rather than just min maxing every approach to everyone to be like, right, we're being a right ass to that guy. We're being super nice to this guy. Whatever they say, you know. And as a result of that, like the pentiment doesn't deal with that. I don't think particularly well. Like, like if you back, to if, it. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you back up, you backing off. I don't think or like treating people in a sort of middle-of-the-road fashion I don't think really works in your favour. Yeah. Um, so we end up, yeah, a check will come up and, be, and it'll be like, you pressed, you you accused him of this thing, but you liked this thing that he said, and then and as a result you end up right in the damn middle of the check and just fail it. Oh, and I it's, see. Um, um, uh, so so I, don't, I don't... I'm beginning to wonder, like, because the game is now imposing, like, the, there is a sort of time scale to the game, and uh, I don't. Uh, we might be getting to the point where I don't. I wonder if it's possible for us to actually finish it at this point. Like, have we hit a? I assume we haven't hit like a game over condition, but maybe we've hit a bad ending. It's like state at this point, right? Because um, I don't possibly know how we're going to make this good at mm-hmm. this point. We don't know enough. It's like it turns into a bit of a, a mystery that you need to solve, and you get options on how you go about solving it. Um, uh, and how you want to spend your time, uh, and I'm not sure we may have spent that time wisely, as it turns out at the end. So we'd like, I, I think we, I think we don't know enough to necessarily uh, push forward at this point. But who knows? It might throw some curveballs at us and be like, oh no, it's fine <laughs> because you're not playing. You're just playing through the story. Oh, whatever. We'll make it work. Um, and there's an achievement for petting a number of animals. Make sure to pet those cats. You gotta pet all the cats. Pet, pet all the cats and a few dogs. Make pet, sure you, you, you got pet more. You can pet the dog. There you go. Yep, that's the important one. It ticks that box. Squish uh, that cat. Squish that cat. Yes, <laughs> the weirdly drawn, slightly long cats that they are in this because it's that, all <laughs> of that medieval style, medieval yeah. art style. Yeah. Smush that cat. Oh uh, yeah, Pentiment continues to to to, to still be good. Um. What else have I been doing? Yeah, let's talk about the Sindon. I got myself a Sindon light gun. Ooh. I say I got myself. Someone kindly bought it for me. Ooh. Uh, even better. Even better. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Sindon light gun is a sort of Indiegogo-driven project um, to effectively make a light gun that will work on PCs, modern PCs, on modern screens. Hmm. Because that's what that's always been a problem since CRTs went away, is there's been there's been no real accurate way of doing a pointer and um while things like the Wii moat and stuff like that kind of simulated it yeah they were never um one-to-one accurate for sure um, not yeah so yeah created a problem for things like like gun games um uh so th- there's a there's a couple of things out there like uh, aim track i think is one and um there's one that's based on there's another one of these that's based on putting like IR sensors around your monitor like so a it track knows kind of yeah so it knows knows the limits of the monitor and we'll, and we'll watch those a little bit like a sensor bar on a Wiimote, I suppose but it's wrapped around your whole screen um so it knows the boundaries uh, the Sindon works a little differently the Sindon uses a camera 
and uh, puts a border. You have to put a border on your screen, so you have to sacrifice some of your screen to a bright white blob uh, around the outside. But um, it uses that to form a, and, and um, do some visual processing to figure out where the screen is through the camera, um, which has the slight advantage that you know you don't have to be particularly straight on or anything like that. You just have to have most of the screen in in the in in shot of the camera. And the uh, the software they provide with it uh, has has the ability so you can see the camera feed and you can sort of figure that out a little bit. It's like okay, I need to be sat here. I need to be this far away from the screen, otherwise it's not going to work right. Right, and da, 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 da. which is the biggest problem with this thing. Yeah, like, I, like, I, as soon as you said that, I'm like, well, you're gonna have to sit a very specific distance away from it, really. Well, or you, so, you, you just have to be far enough. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in my, in my little tiny office on this 27 inch monitor that I use for most things, um, sat where you are at the moment, Dan. So that's like more than you know. You're not sat at the desk distance. No. You're more than that. Like, if you push the chair back against the wall, which yeah. isn't far away. That's enough. That's far enough. Yeah. And that's that's probably ideal conditions um, right. for this thing. Um, but you do have to watch out for light bleed. Like, so if it's a if it's if it's a day, I have <laughs> Close trouble. Your well, yeah, and these, bl- <laughs> but the, blinds. But these blinds aren't quite good enough because, like, shutting these blinds, like, there's enough bleed in between the slats that it can see that as a light as a light part, and that yeah. can confuse where it thinks the border is. Yeah, um, I think they. I think they could do work on that, right? The, the software side of getting this thing to work is its weak point by a long, long way. Because right. the gun itself is great. The hardware is good, yeah. Yeah. They're, like, they're, like it, I'm, I'm just picking it up in my hands now because I can't help myself. Um, it's like it's got a nice weight. To, I mean, it is heavier than the, the old G-Cons for it sure. It is, yeah. Um, but, it's, but, it's a, but it's a nice feeling weight. It's a nice construction. Like, the buttons feel good. Good enough, I suppose. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and I've got the version with a recoil uh, motor in it. So like when you're shooting on screen, it will do, there's a little solenoid hidden in the barrel that will, that will give a, a, a nice, the, the old snappy sound, I suppose. Yep. Cool. I, I don't think it's quite as cool as the old gun cons where the entire the top entire of the unit moved. moved. Yeah, that was but, so cool. Um, uh, but it's, but it's not bad. It, it's not bad. Obviously, I mean, you couldn't get that in a home one. That was just the arcade ones, wasn't it? Uh, no, they no. I think the home didn't the home G con do no. it. Oh, no, didn't have a motor in it. That was crazy. That would be crazy. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe not then. Maybe this is like like maybe the first time they've did, done it. Or maybe not. Probably yeah. not the first time. But like, yeah, um, yeah, and that that feels nice. Although it does sound very like very snappy as opposed to like the sort of plastic click click that you get on a yeah. like arcade um, TC yeah. gun. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the. the this is the this is the biggest thing. It's like the the Sindon software itself. I think they could do work on the visual processing to make it so it could uh, work out where the screen is more readily. What were you? I don't know. Like it's the it's the biggest square thing in view, right? It should be able to figure that out. Well, I mean, if it's doing or, actual image processing, why can't the border be a different color? Because then you, it wouldn't. You, you can do that. You can. Surely like, that would solve the light bleed from outside problem. Because then it wouldn't be white at least. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't I haven't toyed with that too much. I, I think my. I'm a little uncertain whether I might have a minor problem with my camera in that it's like the out the the, the coloured output looks very pink, right? right? So, but I might be able to adjust that. Like it's it, all the camera controls are exposed, so you can play right. with it um, uh, to dial it in. Because I've I have had to dial it in. I've this is the biggest problem with this thing. It requires a lot of work. 
Like, it is not for the faint-hearted. Like, you have to be dedicated to the course um, to get this thing functioning. So, like, in here, I've had to do some messing around with the camera settings to get the brightness, contrast, exposure to something that's a bit more happy in here. Um, I found that some games themselves can actually throw the image processing a little bit because if the games have a box in them on screen that happens to be quite bright, it got a little bit confused at times and thought that was the play area. Mm. Um, moving the, the the thing out. It's, I mean, this is just sounding more and more like the IR version is going to be better. Probably, Putting IR yeah. marks on the edge of your monitor is probably the better solution. You've got, you've got to wire something up, hmm. right, with power and having IRs. Not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. It could be a reflector, right? No, I think they the, have to be emitters, or at least a solution that exists. Well, sure. Well, but you would think it based. could blast out the IR from the gun and look at the reflection. Which I think is how arcade guns work. I think the arcade versions of these things actually do work by having like sensors around the screen, and that's how they work without calibration or anything like that. They're, right. looking, they're looking for the um, hmm. sensors around the outside. Um, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, I think... The IR solution is a bit more of a pain in the ass to set up, and you've got to be happy with having IR sensors stuck everywhere. Ugly <laughs> sensors stuck everywhere. But uh, when it works, this is a pretty good solution. It, it is it's not bad. But the uh, the bit I've been struggling with is getting what I want to use it with to fully work well with the Sindon side of the software. So the Sindon software is a bit ropey, like in terms of its build, anyway. Like it's a, it looks like an old Windows Forms app. You know, it's that kind of like. There's buttons and checkboxes and settings and gubbins everywhere. It's not a particularly well-designed bit of software from an aesthetic point of view, let alone mm. a usability point of view. But because but there are a lot of settings in that on its own. But there's not enough settings. There's still not enough settings in that. Like, okay, so one of the things of you that I struggled with uh, a little bit is uh, PCSX2, the, the PlayStation 2 emulator. You can get some... There's a plugin called Nuvi, or Nuve, I haven't quite figured out how you say it, that can, that can emulate the, the USB Gun Con 2. Um, and, and it does that by um, pretending your mouse was, is, is the gun and the aim like that. And it can put a crosshair on screen and stuff like that so you can see where your mouse movement are. But of course, the Sindon works by taking over the mouse and being like a mouse. Of course, so, yeah. so the Sindon can be a light gun for this thing. Um, the only problem is, is like the 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 combination of what you can do in the Nouvet plugin and what the Sindon is capable of outputting don't quite gel particularly well. For instance, uh, the Nouvet plugin lets you set. It's it's only really designed for mimicking a mouse. So you get uh, you get to say, okay, my left click is a trigger, my right click is button A, my uh, my side, my middle middle button is like button B, or, or like I think the G cons had like an A B C, a select and a start and a D pad, um, mm. um, but Nouvet only really lets you map the mouse stuff to this, um, which would be fine, but Sindon is limited as to what buttons it can output, so it can only do left, right, and middle as buttons, mm. um, and keyboard controls it can do keyboard controls as well but the Nouvet plugin doesn't let me assign keyboard buttons to represent one of the mm. uh the other actions i might want to do like just having a start button would be helpful and Nouvet like has a shortcut for like you can press a if you've if assigned a b and trigger that that can also act as the start button but some games use that as the that let me out of the game <laughs> shortcut 
<laughs> so like you're pushing the start button and it's like no I'm actually accidentally exiting the game which is quite annoying so like and it, if the Sindon software let me like map things like mouse wheel or had had additional auxiliary buttons like an actual like fancy new mouse does like the the two side buttons I suppose that most mice have um then I say most mice but modern mice can have if I could assign those to it, then I could actually solve this problem with PCSX2 and have enough buttons to make it work reliably. Um, but like the Sindon software needs to be updated to do that. Now I could go a step further and start making auto hotkey scripts yep. to do key remaps. And people have recommended doing that. Um, but uh, I, I fell into a bit of a hole with Auto Hotkey as well because they've updated it to version two, and version two is a completely different syntax to version. Oh, like, really? Version oh, one, Didn't know and that. it's like yeah. And although you can install them side by side, and the key remaps should be that much of a hassle, even in a new setup, right? But, but it's just, it's just another hoop you've got to jump <laughs> yes, through. Right. To get, I mean, to it get is ridiculous that already that you're having to run like another program on top of these already running two uh-huh. programs. Yeah, and. Uh, PCSX2 makes it even more complicated because the mapping isn't always one-to-one in the way that it works. So you have to you have to configure it to be like, I'm playing Time Crisis right now, which loads a specific set of like re- the resolution of the game and sensitivity settings so it knows how to feed those back into the game. Except in my case, the file that you get with it, which has all these already predefined, has not been correct. Not once. So like every time I load up a new game in like I've only done Time Crisis 2 and I think I tried Virtual Cop Elite Edition. Um uh I've had to spend ages tweaking the settings in this INI file to be like, okay, that's not quite right. That doesn't lean up. I need to modify the X sensitivity. I know okay, that's not right either. I need to modify the center position. Um and I don't I don't that's that's not a failing of the Sindon. That's a failing of Nouvet and PCSX2. Something about my system doesn't tie up with... Someone's already done the work to build this file that supposedly sets up these things well, for is you, it not, but, it, but it doesn't tie up on my machine. Is it not because um, the Sindon is using the edge of the screen? And no, because it, doesn't work, it doesn't work with mouse either. Like, if I've got the mouse cursor on screen, the crosshair doesn't tie up. Well, like, but even if the Sindon board is not running? Even if the Sindon board is not running. Right. No, it's just PC. For some reason, like the one-to-oneness of mouse cursor to crosshair in game isn't quite right in PCSX2. So that's just one example like of, where, of, of, of the pain you have to go through to get it working. And you can get it working, but then PCSX2 isn't a perfect emulator. It's pretty good, but it's pretty latent as well, so you can feel that a little bit, especially in a game like Time Crisis. You can, you can, you can feel it being not quite Right, and that's even more a pain in the ass in Virtua Cop, right? Because Virtua Cop is so cheap with some of its enemy placement. There's like this guy's about to shoot at you, except this guy that's about to shoot to shoot at you is like off screen right now. Yep. The camera is panning, panning very it. slowly, so you have like a like a frame to get a shot in before he shoots you. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's it's a little bit painful in something like that. Um, I'm yet to try something like Duck Station, which apparently also has light gun support for so I can play point blank and things like that. Um, I've messed around with MAME for a bit, so I got Time Crisis 1 arcade version working, um, but also ran into, boy, did that take me a while to figure out the arcane combination of settings I needed for that to work <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, long story short, you've got to put effort in. It's it's effort, but you can get it working. Hmm. The easiest thing so far has been... Redream uh, can play has light gun support, so you can play House of the Dead Two, the Dreamcast version. Um, that's good, and that's been real. That was really easy. Apart from, here comes even more complication. Apart from 
the border that you put on screen with the Sindon software couldn't render on top of Redream. Oh, it just it didn't well, have it, the board, so it couldn't work. <laughs> but there's a tool you can use called Reshade that is effectively a shader uh, into like it gets it gets in the way of like the shader process in 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 games. Um, so you can you can load this up and put Reshade in, and Reshade gets in, and then you can uh, in its uh, in in program editor you can say, oh, I want the border effects, please. Uh, effect, please. So I, I can, you can then configure a border inside Reshade to, to render a white a white border and around the screen edge, and then it works. So but, you just but need Reshade is in itself like an incredibly poorly documented bit of software that right, like, yeah. like that I could not really figure out properly for for a right. long time until it just sort of worked, and then and then, and then it has an in app tutorial, which is great. If you can get it to that point, like, and it, it's a it's a weird bit of software. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's a weird bit of software. Well, yeah, it's a dev tool of some kind. kind sort of. Well, it's kind of like a community improvement yeah. thing. So you can like run it on old games, and it'll it will run shader hacks on your GPU to make some games mm. look better. Um, it's kind of interesting in a way, in its own way. But, so it um, is just using a pure white border. There's not like some patterns in it or something. No, no, it's just pure white right. at the moment. I don't think the resolution in the camera in the gun is Would. strong enough to pick up like QR codes in the right. corners or something no. like that. But it probably should be. Like if they did a Sindon 2, I would that would be the first thing I would do, right? It'd be upgrade the uh, camera quality and upgrade. But for the most part you don't need it. Like it's it's good and it's yeah. accurate enough for the games you're yeah, you're yeah. trying to play. Yeah. Um also, I'm yet to try. Like, apparently, typing of the typing of the dead overkill on PC just straight up has a mouse control mode. All right, so you can turn it into House of the Dead overkill, <laughs> and that should work real good, right? Because it's just mouse then, and there's no emulation in the way. I bet yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so when you buy the typing of the head, you get House of the Dead. Right? Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. You, yeah. you just, just you just get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's. I don't think I've played Typing of the Dead since I could type. I should try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm really tempted to go and try try like I will play Typing of the Dead as Typing of the Dead, but like that because it's got this like light gun friendly mode built into it. Yeah. Oh, and also House of the Dead remake. Apparently that came out on PC um, and can be played pretty well with a light gun. So. Maybe that will be a purchase at some point. And there are actually a couple of like just straight up light gun games on Steam, um, like newly made light gun games. Um, uh, and I've also been pointed in the direction of something called Techno Parrot, which is apparently a way of emulating um, modern PC based arcade games. So like oh, like the, the stuff made by Raw Thrills, I think, and guess like that, like um, like yeah, modern arcade machines tend to just be. PCs, yeah. yeah, just Windowsy things. So Techno Parrot can help you out running that, running some of that stuff. So that might mm. be worth a try as well. Um, anyway, buy beware is what I would say. It's not a cheap device. It was it's like over a hundred quid for for one of these, and it's um, but it's, and you really have to be quite technical to get it up and running. But when you do get up and running, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Sinden. Sinden. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll play some Sinden. more and like feedback what I think is good stuff to do with it and stuff like that. Um, uh, what else have I been up to? Uh, let's talk about High on Life. I've been playing that. Um, so. Here we go. 
some backstory. Time for a rubber uh, Well, yes and no. Like it's it's an interesting one. This like for me, I th- I think it's really interesting because uh, like, it's High on Life is the is the new game from Squanch, who ha- uh, is it? Justin Rowland? Royland. Royland. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know how to pronounce it. No. Yeah. Uh, one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty. This is his game studio. They've done stuff before, like Trover Saves the Universe and stuff like that. He's the guy that does the voices in Rick and Morty yes, as well. Yes, yeah. very much so. And all, pretty much every voice in this as well. They all sound um, like Morty. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, so you kind of immediately know what you're going to get into. Like, it is the same in terms of, like... I'm going to say quote-unquote humour because right, right, right. Rick and Morty has never... It feels like something that should land with me. And it it kind was of, very good, like, uh, or it has been very good in places. Right, like, uh, yeah. Like, it had some good ideas in it in the first few seasons and stuff, yeah. But so it kind of... hit and miss. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of never super landed with me. Fair um, enough. I don't blame you, yeah. Uh, and I think something of that is mostly down to the like just how people talk in it yeah like yeah. in the case of rick that's that it's that's funny that's like like the way rick yeah. talks is is great but everyone kind of has a, a tick of some kind yeah and they're not super varied like everyone's no, no it's always the same it's very na- it's weird because in a way i like a bit in my head is like maybe i should pr- actually prefer this because it feels very natural the way people talk in that show right like in a, in a strange way and like yeah it's like, a bit there's more naturalistic because it has so many stutters and pauses so many stutters and, and yeah. your nose yeah. and uh and it's all i'm, I'm doing it quite a lot yeah. right now saying like in the middle of sentences like it's it, yeah. yeah i did it again um <laughs> as we do <laughs> Yeah, it, it feels it feels very natural, and like a, a bit in my head has been like I kind of always I thought I kind of wanted that sometimes from TV and and films and stuff like because it's all uh, the, they always feel very yeah. structured and like un, it, it's very it's a very unrealistic thing right. TV and theatre and so really you, you isn't want it? you it's, want some uh, mumblecore that's what they call <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah I guess <laughs> yeah something a little more flowing. But maybe this is a step too far that way because right. it is all that. There's there's plenty of stuff towards the start of the game where characters are just talking over each other and you can't right, yeah. really hear what's going on. Um, uh, and it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't super land with me. There's the odd joke, that don't get me wrong, that is kind of like, okay, that's pretty funny. Um, or the odd messed up thing, I should say, more to the point where there's yeah. like, um, anyway, I, I should tell you what this game actually is. It's a shooter, um, but your guns have faces and they talk to you. Um, and they talk to you a lot. Yes. They, they're incessant. Um, right at the bottom of the screen, because the face of the gun is on the back of the gun on the facing back of you. The gun. <laughs> yeah, looking at you the entire time. Um, and, and the main gun, Kenny, is possibly the most annoying. Well, I don't know, Sweezy's pretty annoying as well. But anyway, uh, yeah. One of them it, is uh, JB Smooth, which is cool, right? The oh, that's guy, Gus. I think that's yeah. Gus, yeah. He's the, he's the shotgun guy who can yeah. fire like flaming discs at things, and also it's a vacuum cleaner for some reason. <laughs> like, but the, uh, so the mechan- mechanically it is just a shooter. Like, it's nothing particularly fancy here. Like, the the guns have a rechargeable special that they can do. Um, you have you you get a sentient knife at some point, who's actually probably my favorite character so far because he's just so crude and so. Not that I'm usually into crudeness, but he's like he's just an Australian psychopath who just just, just likes to cut things up, and it's just like, oh, you got to give me a piece of that. Come on, let's kill him, let's kill him. <laughs> just, like, he's, right. he's great, and in a in a weird way, he actually ends up getting sidelined a bit after you get him. Like the, the guns talk, but knifey seems to get uh, seems to not be 
that prevalent, which is a no, bit, which so. is a, which is a shame actually. I was quite digging Knifey's vibe, um, <laughs> the stabby, yeah, just loves to stab. Uh, but like, like the thing I'm kind of digging in this is that it's it feels like a shooter that could have come out about twenty years ago and done all right. Mm. It feels quite old school. You mean if without the jokes? Even without the jokes, yeah. I mean, the jokes are important and the yeah, setting's course, important, yeah. but like, uh, you know, there's just something about how it plays. Like, it is it's it, it's simple in its mm. design, but the way things move, the way things animate, and the way things move around, <laughs> and the way uh, you're almost every scenario, combat scenario, you, if you wanted to, you could just use Kenny and just go blah 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 blah, and like you don't have to be too smart about it. Right, like, you can just you can just do it. Um, but it doesn't do, yeah, yeah, and the enemies aren't particularly clever in terms of like outflanking you or outworking you or something. It feels there's a simplistic nature to everything that I kind of like. Like it's just it's a throwback in it in, in a weird way, and that that to me like it's quite it's a nostalgic experience without there being anything to really hook my nostalgia too thematically. Hmm. And uh, I'm finding I'm finding that quite refreshing, quite nice. Going back, yeah. to the old school. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's re- it's retro without actually being a retro game or even looking retro. Or it's yeah, it's weird because it's got some Metroidvania like elements to it as well. Mm. And there are definitely moments in the game where I'm getting like, I am feeling that Metroid Prime One vibe. In oh, spots. really? Like not because the game plays anything no. like that, but it's just there's there's a there's a feeling to it and a and a and an air on occasion. That said, the sort of like Metroidvania ash backtracking stuff about it, it's probably one of its weakest elements. It's got there's an awful lot of collectibles about, which are mostly just money um, uh, lying about, and they're they're tucked away. And sometimes you need special powers to get to them, and there's sometimes you have to do a bit of work to get to them. But there are so many of them that mm. perhaps it like you end up just spending too much time looking around the environment, trying to figure out where they are and how to get to them. And they, they sort of appear on your little motion tracker because you have a very not quite halo level motion tracker as well. Um, and the, the, the pickups will show on this, so you know, when they're about, um, but you don't necessarily know how, how to get to them. And mm. it's, and, and it falls into that slight trap of like, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff here that I can't get yeah. to yet because I don't have the movement capabilities to mm, do that. To get there, yeah. But equally, I don't quite understand why I would need to come back to this environment because I've done the main story thing in this environment. Like, so, why do I need to come back here? And it's not like it's one interconnected world. They do the what? The, there's like warp gates between places and things like that. And like, so there's several separate areas. Um, so that, and 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 unless you're on the hunt for money to potentially buy upgrades for your guns, which, as far as I can tell, so far I haven't really needed. Um, any of the upgrades for the guns, um, I've got them, but like I don't really feel them, if that makes sense. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a necessary component to the game, other than just adding something else to do. Um, uh, I quite like its art style. I think it looks nice generally, although it has got that like this is, you know, when we talked about Sonic Frontiers 
when, when it first came out and would be like this is like some students like <laughs> tech demo tech demo it's like well they've just turned they've just hit every checkbox in unreal engine to be like yeah we want that we want that we want that <laughs> i think they've done that here to some extent because it's it's not a very i wouldn't call it a very well a very refined presentation let's put it that way there's a, like art aside and yeah. design aside like the actual technology they're using just feels like they've turned everything on the the taa for instance is way too strong right and creates quite a lot of artifacting um as stuff moves around the environment and they try and mask that by having motion blur which is way too strong that right. makes the whole game feel very dreamy which for a game that is about essentially about turning the human race into drugs yeah uh, it's it, maybe that's thematically okay <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm undecided yeah. but it, feel, it does feel very swimmy mm. at times um in its look uh so it's it's an odd and there were definitely spots like some of the water animation just look just ends up looking weird because of the way the anti-aliasing is getting involved and messing it about and stuff like that and it's um so it's a slightly odd looking game at times it's got like some horrible popping in places like not in major objects like the world looks good at a distance in general but like details on the floor will pop mm. in quite like stone extra stones and things will just appear uh it's a bit it's a bit ropey in that respect. Um, but I'm kind of enjoy I'm enjoying myself with it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure I understand where the, why the reviews have been as low mm. as they, uh, they, they average out quite low, but like so a lot of the state sentiment I've been reading is that like, this is actually quite a creative and interesting shooter I'm not quite. I'm not sure. Sure, well, that that was the sentiment I was reading from mm. some places. I'm not sure I really agree with the concept of it being particularly innovative or anything no. like that. It is just doing <laughs> shooter ass shooter things, but it's um, but it's not a bad time. Give it a chance. Well, it seems yeah. like a lot of people are giving it a chance. That was like one of the news things we did want to talk about. Is that High on Life is one of the most. It's one of the most popular games via Game Pass right now. Oh, that's good. So it's, well, good it, for them. it has picked up an audience. Um, Definitely something you'd want to try on Game Pass if it was oh, yeah. didn't cost anything 100%. extra. Yeah. Um, See if you jive with the humour and the mm. style, and then and then if you do, then keep going. If you don't, then yeah, do something else. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, uh, I th- I think it's pretty good, honestly. It's uh, just uh, you know. But even if I'm not all the all the way into its tone, I guess into that yeah. style, um, uh, yeah, it's 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 all right. It's all right. High on life. Also, it's got like it, I think it's got like the entire version of like a terrible film in it, like from the yeah. like it's got like T- Tammy the T Rex or something playing on a television screen in your house, and it's got like Denise Richards and Paul Walker in it, and it's like. <laughs> And I think there's an there's an achievement in the list that literally is just, just I haven't got it yet, so I can't read uh, see exactly what you have to do. But it's like I think the achievement is literally like yes, we paid for the license, right? <laughs> like, for the film. Uh, yeah. like, like what? <laughs> it's weird. It's so strange. Anyway, that's clearly okay. a reference to whatever that other game was that did it. What was that game? It was that game with the demon arms. <laughs> <laughs> not, oh, not specific enough. The demon arms. The ones that yeah, the show, the, 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 oh, the demon, darkness. darkness. That was the other game that did that, right? That did had they? an entire film in it. Oh, you really? could just sit and watch. Wow. Was it like <laughs> but was that. it like made for the game or was it like just I don't know on that one. Just some weird external license thing. 
I remember that Max Payne had its own weird TV shows in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Uh, The whole film is a bit much. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure there was something else I played as well, but uh, I cannot remember at this point in time. It has it has eluded my memory. I'm sure it'll come back. Oh, I went back and played some Splatoon. <laughs> oh yes, naturally. I talked about Big Run last time, didn't yes. I? So yeah, not, nothing else has happened since then. But I played a bit more Splatoon. Have you had any matches with the, the with the lag glitch? Oh, I the intentional lag glitch. No, I have not. I have not. Um, not noticeably, anyway. That was just a random YouTube video that I saw about it, where I was like, "Oh, what's going on in Splatoon?" Apparently, it's not actually. It's a weird lag glitch because it's like it impacts the whole server. So it's not like it's really benefiting one team over the other. It's right. just making the whole server lag. Mm. It's, but it's not. It's it's more interesting for being one of those things where it's just like, why exactly does this happen? Like, mm. what is? Because what it is is like there's this one specific on one specific level. There's one specific wall where if you're using a roller and you flip paint like diagonally upwards, I think it just lags the server. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> it's just like, what, what interaction is causing this to happen with the weird, like, interaction of the geometry in the paint or something? Yeah, can it not decide whether to paint it or not? And <laughs> it causes the server to freak out. But that's just, like, very strange. Like, so, so how did anyone even discover that? <laughs> well, I mean, any multiplayer game, right? Everyone's trying everything to get an edge. <laughs> anyway, Splatoon. Splatoon. Oh, Vampire Survivors. That was the thing. No, okay. I jumped on that bandwagon to see what the hell that thing is about. I don't quite understand why that game is as big as it is. I mean, it's of a type that has been around for a while. Yeah, it's like... I put it in the same character as I, category as idol games, almost. Yes. Like, it's, similar. It's, it is similar, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's a bit of strategy to it. Um, so, Vampire Survivors is like a... Um, a two-dimensional, very rudimentary graphics, um, like auto bullet hell, but you're the bullet hell, I suppose. There's like hordes of enemies coming at you. It's a bit like a twin stick shooter, I guess, but yeah. you're, like, you're not actually using a second stick to do anything. Like hordes of enemies are coming at you. You uh, auto fire whatever weapons you have and you have to murder them in order to get crystals to level up and every time you level up you can gain new weapons or new stat new stat boosters or uh yeah power power up your weapons so you can do more murder and that's kind of the trick right you want as much dps coming out of you as possible so you can do as much murder so you can get so you can get as many as, get more crystals so you level up faster so you can get to the point where you evolve your weapons and then you're basically a screen filling wall of death and uh that's that's pretty much the entire game, what I've described there. What you really do is walk around in order to try and make sure your weapons hit the people you're interested in. Like, the maps do have occasional, like... The maps are weird, because the maps are, like, a very small loop, essentially. But they actually do carry on further than the loop would appear it does. And, like, right. item positioning is actually tracked across several loops. Um, so there are, there are some things to find on the levels where you, normally pointed at you with big big green markers to be like, go here and you'll find a, th- a permanent unlock. Um, and it's roguelite in that sense as well and that the money you gain you can then spend on unlocks um, to power up your guy to make the run a bit easier next time. Because um, you only have to survive 30 minutes. That's the trick. The, game, the, game, the runs are 30 minutes long and you've got to get to the end of the 30 minutes and then you're just going to get munched anyway by some uber boss. 
that I assume at some point might be beatable. <laughs> yes, maybe. Um, uh, but as, as it stands at this point in the game, it's like it considers that the win condition, um, which I've done once. Um, and that's all this game is. And mm. I don't like maybe it's simplicity is why people seem to absolutely love it. But I can't really understand why it's considered as hot as it is. Like it's uh, the wagon. Yeah, maybe. Like, what? What is the? What is the? What is the hook? Because I'm, I'm already getting kind of bored of it. Is what I mean. Like, I played like five hours of it. Kippers is. We were talking to Kippers about, and he's played like nine hours of it, and it's like, there's nothing really much more to it than what I've described. And it's like, okay, you might get some more unlocks if you did well on that run, and then the next run might be interesting because you've got more in the pool, I suppose, that might come up. Hmm. Um, roguelites. Um. It's all right. If you like your white noise of sound, it will eventually become that. <laughs> Wall of white noise. Yep. It's got an, it's got an option in, in the settings that I haven't tried yet. Where you, I mean, what what sound style do you want? Would you want classic sounds or do you want blast processed sounds? And it's like, I might want to turn that on. <laughs> make it sound more mega drivey. Vampire Survivors. It's a weird thing. rug happy me that'll do that's us um for the year well unless we want to quickly spin some end of year that's what i mean yeah shall we summarize this year what are your thoughts i mean what is our game of the year what what are the candidate the hilarious candidates are well tunics basically splatoon 3 is up there for me like yes it's not as good well it's it's as good as Splatoon two, but it's lacking in content. Like it is Splatoon two again, pretty much. But it's, um, uh, which is it's both its flaw and its strength. Yeah, but is that a strength to make it a game of the year? I don't. Know. And I'm not sure it is. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if we're only counting like games Rob has actually played, then it's going to rank quite highly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in oh, it's, yeah. it's high rank. I think in terms of like our count for. Like most game I've played, most new game I've played this year, like Splatoon Three wins hand down, right? Like I think, oh, I, yeah. I think I'm like over sixty hours into it, which is quite a lot for me these days. Um, for something that came out in November or yeah, October, quite late, like quite late in the year. That's like that's a, that's quite a bit of time for me. And I played Cyberpunk this year, goddamn <laughs> it, and put a ridiculous amount of time into that, um, but not that much time. No. Tunic seems like the all rounder. Oh, we, are we counting? Uh, I, mean, I mean, hilariously, are we counting dwarf? Films? I mean, obviously, I that like, is the, that's game of every of, year the, of every year. <laughs> but is it? I mean, is it better than Factorio? Is a question. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, at the time they, it was they were battling in the early access category, yeah. right? And now, well, now they're now no, they're both out, but they didn't come no. out in the same year though. No, so, no. so, so, so dwarf course could be a game of the year or so. <laughs> I think we should have a factory Zach's factory game played this year of the of of the year but not having to have, have come out this year well i think factorio is always going to win that though i, don't, I don't think any of the really? other ones i think dwarf fortress counts in that category that's not factory game. <laughs> well <laughs> what what do you want to call it then? simulations well yeah simulations it's a it's a yeah it's a, it's a sim game it's sim all, games, uh, i put it in the same category as like sim city and sim ant in my head you know? yeah city skylines that kind of thing 
I guess. But that's why that two-point campus. But these are the, the, yeah, that's what I mean. These are Sims, but not actual Sims of like not like a flight sim or, or something right, simulator yeah. or a truck simulator or something or sure. farming simulator. This is it's the sort of gamified sim, I guess. Like, but come kind of I don't know, not accurate sim. Weird strategy thing. Anyway. Is it this year? Is it Factorio again this year, or is it in terms of time? Yeah, probably. Oh, in fact, yeah. you. No, I, no, I don't mean in terms of time. In terms of what's the best? Well, what like I don't have any new ones come out this year or come out like yeah. fully come out? Yeah, I, I think so. Like satisfactory still early access. Yeah, that's still not done. So it doesn't no, count. Yeah. And I can't think. Oh, Dyson Sphere, of course, that's still in early access. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. You played quite a bit of that this year. Not as much as the previous year, I don't think. Did you notice that? that I think with, just because Steve has opened it, reminded me. Did you notice that Steve has done a like year review, so you can look at your here's what oh, here like what Spotify you played this year, there. yeah, because oh, right. that's the thing that everyone's doing at the moment. Yeah, but, no, I haven't looked. But at Steve that. have done that yeah. as well, where you can look. At, so obviously, I, when I looked at mine, it's not like oh yeah, like here's Factorio number one, then Rocket League. Oh, it'll be like Rocket <laughs> I haven't played a huge amount on PC this year, so it's gonna, it's gonna it, it is basically just going to be Dirk and Rocket League for me. And, and some VR stuff, I suppose. And 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 because it's one of these things that is specifically made in Steam, it has like when it, when it highlights Rocket League and Derg, it has a it has a little extension where it's like you scored so many goals is what it says under under right. Rocket League, and then in Derg oh, it's like you yeah. mined so much rock. Oh, so it has some some stats. rich stats. <laughs> nice. Well, not really rich stats, like a text quote that has been specifically added yeah. for specific games. Yeah, because it doesn't have one from Factorio. It's just like you played this game a lot. <laughs> they would have had to have integrate. In yes, this, like, they did that. They did that intentionally for notable games. Huh. That's kind of cool. But yes, you can look at your stats and see on like a month by month breakdown of like what games did you play this month? Huh. What was your longest streak of playing games on Steam? Oh yeah, I think mine was like thirty five days of playing the same game. Even well, not every day. the same game, playing a game on Steam. <laughs> oh, playing a game. Okay, I'm playing something without having not played a game. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people are doing these unwrapped things, but don't call that unwrapped, or you will be sued. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the mine's always weird anyway because I don't really like my Spotify unwrapped because I don't really. Yeah, yeah mine too. Yeah, it's all really skewed. Go, yeah, yeah, I don't really go out of my way to actually like listen to stuff specifically that much. It's yeah, either, like just shuffle my library or yeah, what's in my discovery list. Yeah, and that doesn't give you any. With the possible stats. exception of, I noticed all of the Command and Conquer soundtracks. On <laughs> oh Spotify. yeah, the remastered Command and Conquer. Well, and the originals. They've got like like the oh yeah. They've got the like su- the what is it the Tiberian Suns versions that they put out for that. Um, that collection yeah. a couple years ago. Like, all oh, they've got the original mixes, all the weird OST mixes from the original CNC game that added all those voice clips to the to the <laughs> to the to the audio. But uh yeah, you can go listen to Hell March, and I was like, I'm very happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm the mechanical man. <laughs> Um, so what else is it? You got a Yakuza of the Year. <laughs> I mean, I played through four this year, right. didn't I? But I, it's not um, your favourite. No, it's definitely not my favourite. It's, it's no. It's, I think Kiwami One might still be top of the pile. Kiwami One's is that where to start? 
Well, technically, yeah, yeah. actually, you should probably, yeah, Kiwami won is the first game you should probably play. Um, uh, although I, I am, I think I'm going to start Yakuza 5, like, this yep. week. Or <laughs> okay. yeah. Get for another one in the year. Yeah. Or not this year, I mean, the, the coming year. I mean, there, there might be two more Yakuza. Well, yeah. like a, like a you might be game. falling further behind. I know, there might be two of them this year. Because, uh, like, like a Dragon Ishin and uh, Like a Dragon 8 are expected this year. So, are you going to vote for those on next year's league? That's, that's what we're talking about here, uh, by the way. We're, well, we're looking at yeah. the, looking at our fantasy league of games which, released which, this yes. year, which it looks like Dan has just has just snuck in the win. The win, <laughs> depending on what happens in the next depending, two days. Yeah, yeah. depending if if whatever the hell that Warhammer game is gets zero. Game. Yeah, good get. I actually know what Warhammer Age of Sigmar is. That's the new name for just normal Warhammer, right? Oh, is it? As in right. not forty k. Not forty k. Oh, I yeah. see. They branded. They branded the <laughs> base. I, I read the other day. No, I don't know much about Warhammer, but I read that they they the the original Warhammer game is retired, oh. and you don't play it now. Age of Sigmar is the updated version. Oh, I see. I like it's like, so like, a, it, like still, an edition change. Is it still pre forty k then? It's like in, it, in the lore of the universe. Oh, they're not connected, are they? Forty k. I the, believe oh, uh, they're no. meant to be, but obviously, when it's forty thousand years in the future, it's not that connected. <laughs> Yeah, but one is like total fantasy. Yes. Right? I don't think that because 40k is nominally like a part, you know, extends from, you know, actual the real world, presumably. 40K, 40k is like in the future from, from now. Well, right? yes. Oop. But 40,000 years in the future. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I, I guess I'm not, not that into Warhammer today. Yeah. And so uh, anyway. all, all you need to know Space Marines are cool. Yeah. Uh, and total bastards <laughs> and total bastards yep. yeah um, although shout, shout out this year to like, anyway. Discovery Game Vermintide 2 <laughs> that, that's a pretty good game um, I need yeah. to play more of that um, well how did we do on our Warhammer games I got 16 points out of Total War Warhammer 3 and Zach <laughs> you got 3 4 points out of Warhammer 40k Dark Side yeah yeah did that was Dark Tide not as Dark good Tide? as so people expect? Because like, it's, yeah, because it's, 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 it's basically the sequel to Vermintide in theory. Yeah, but set in forty k instead of yes, instead of the other Warhammer instead of Sigma. <laughs> but maybe I am I, I don't actually know, but I I think Dark Tide is more about guns, right? It leads more into actual FPS rather than melee, right? Yeah, because that was the special a, thing about Vermintide. There's a lot of melee like, in Vermintide. The melee, melee was actually good. Yeah. In your because you're quite ammo limited for the the actual sort of ranged weaponry, um, I think unless you're like a sorcerer or something like that. Um, so maybe people people didn't like that as much because as we as we know from other things that happened recently, not not everyone can pull off a left for dead too. No, <laughs> turns back, out back for blood was a bit of a um, a wet. Wet, is it wet fish? What is that? Is that, is that, is that a correct phrase? Damp <laughs> squib, yeah. Wet fish. Wet fish. It's kind of a wet fish. <laughs> that would be really bland, right? That would be what a wet fish would be. Well, I mean, I like, think this that's... is a perfectly normal thing. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, think, I, I think that was its problem, right? Like, uh, well, yeah. like by all account, it doesn't seem like it's a bad game. It doesn't even seem like it's a bad representation of Left for Dead. Like, it's just... It just doesn't have an identity, right? That's, that's it is. I think maybe just because it was Left for Dead, and maybe Left for Dead is like old now. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what really happened there. Um, 
maybe just people aren't into Left 4 Dead style games all that much. Well, like, maybe. or maybe it's too crowded at the moment because yeah, there's been a lot of other high, like failures on that front. I don't think GTFO did particularly well, for instance, um, which was another one, another fairly recent. And I have to ask this now because as, as, this is another case of things not sticking in brain. But did that vampire one actually come out in the end? Oh no, Redfall. That's not out yet. Oh yeah, that's, okay. That's, that's, that's what I thought. That's out early next year. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be late to the party at this point. They are going to be late to the party. Yeah, because is that that's a Bethesda run thing? Mm, I, mm, I don't know. I want to say it's it's, a, it, it's a Microsoft. Yeah, it's studio Microsoft. That's the trouble because it's like you don't know whether that was was that Bethesda before they got bought. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's going to be like Xbox exclusive. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think in terms of like, uh, like shout out to. I have played more Red, although I wasn't too super up on it at the time we talked about it on the on this podcast. I have continued to stay with Red Out too, mm. um, and just just play it in little bursts every now and then. It's like, I think all my like complaints about it are still valid. They still need to fix the goddamn uh, sound balance. It's so annoying that the music is so drowned out by other things. Um, uh, but that, but it it plays pretty well, and their track design is weird at times. Like, like their progression is far too slow. That is a that is a big problem with like the campaign mode of the game. Like, it is far too slow. Um, there's too many events, and like you level up your ships and gain parts for them at an absolute snail's pace. And it's um it's it's kind of painful to get it get it going, um, but the thing is, is they lock all the there's like half the tracks I've never in that game I've never played because they're kind of locked behind campaign progression, and as far as I can tell, like as the as you get more and more tracks, they get weirder and weirder and harder and harder to read, um, as far as I can tell, um, like some of the more recent ones I did with these these like. Cloud Colony or something, or Sky. Anyway, tracks in the middle of the sky, classic um, <laughs> anti-gravity racer thing. Um, but they have such weird jumps. Like, I think the first track you play on it, the very first jump you do isn't just a straight jump. You don't just go forwards and there's a bit of track the other end. No, you've got the, the track goes one way, but the bit you're supposed to be landing on is actually, like, parallel to where you are to the left a little bit. Hmm. And um, so you've got to jump and then steer yourself in the air to get to this left-hand side. And like the first couple of times I played it, I was like uh, landing on some other bit of track, which wasn't where I was supposed to be. <laughs> and it's like, this is weird. Why have you made the first track in this area like this? Why is this jump not like in its own particular area, like away from everything else, so I can easily see where you're trying to guide guide me? It's got some very strange decisions. Um, in its track design. And there's still a couple of corners that are just like almost total death corners unless you break for them and you know they're going to you're going to just fly off the edge. Um It's a weird it's a weird game, Red Out 2. It's a strange it's a strange thing. Um but I'm continuing to play it. And I still don't think it's as good as Red Out One. But it's a competent anti grav, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Does genre that you know anything there is. I'll, <laughs> I'll pretty, crumbs. I'll, yeah, I'll pretty much play anything. So. But, but yeah, this, this, it's 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 as I say, it's competent. It's not 
it's not terrible. It's not it's not gonna dethrone F Zero or Oh, I played some fast RMX this week as well. I did that as well. Yeah. Like that game is still still fantastic. Love it. It's not gonna dethrone Red Out's not gonna dethrone that anytime soon. So we got uh simulation game of the year uh, <laughs> and and back, game. we've got anti-grab of the year well, we actually got an anti-grav race this year, year. So, so it, it gets a shout out for that alone that we that we got one <laughs> yeah and then you want to talk about how tunic is good then seeing as the it's the actual game of the year well i was gonna i was thinking just like do we need to talk about it more in a spoilery context but i don't think we do i think mm. we kind of unspoilery talked about everything we need to do yeah. when we talked about it i mean the puzzles I, I guess that sort of thing with tunic that i like rob review like it is <laughs> it is fabulous and i loved it i loved it's like Fezziness, yeah. And the, like the weird line it walks between being a Zelda-like, but also with combat a bit like Dark Souls, <laughs> a very bit, a very you know, but it's got a little bit of that feel. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I was into some of its mechanics, like in the, on the on the combat side, especially towards the end of the combat playthrough. Like mm. you know, the the stuff that actually drains your max health was kind of irritating. Um, but you know, it, it's it's harder than you think. Like is what I would say about Tunic. It's like it's not. It's a little bit. Given that you know the the, the main draw should really be its 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 puzzliness, like in the hidden stuff. But that's like it's almost like a separate game, isn't it? Like you can you can play through Tunic without caring about any of the puzzles, mm. pretty well, much. Yeah, to a point. And, and then there's this whole other layer on top, which you you can do afterwards. Um. Uh, the manual is probably one of the best ideas. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and uh, um, I the thing, the negative, the negative I was I'm alluding to, I was going to say is like I wish it kind of had that just a couple more ideas, right? Because everything, almost every part of the like secret puzzle thing relies on the Holy Cross. Yeah. Um, and and your manipulation of it, which, in fairness, if you're thinking back to Fez, like almost everything was to do with like left trigger, right trigger. Yeah, but there were some breaks from that, well, and the, I'm not the, sure they really are here. The thing in Fez that is that like there was multiple different ways to tell you about the left trigger, right trigger. I guess. Yeah, like you had to interpret different things because there was like the vibration one, and then there was like yeah. the Tetris pieces. Yeah, you had to learn that. Language. And it all tells you how to press left trigger, right trigger, mm. or some other directions in the case of the Tetris pieces. But like in this game, it's pretty much all just a line. It's like, it's like the witness almost. It's just yeah. a line that you have to follow. And there's a few cases where the line is represented slightly differently in the world. Like there's the one where the, there's the invisible platform room where you have to follow the line. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then there's the Fez reference where it goes into a 3D spinning pillar that you have to follow the line up as you walk up it. Right, yeah. But it's still all just a line. It's not like there's no other it's, version it's, of that. It's always Yeah, it's, it's always the same thing you're looking for. Yeah. In essence. Um with the possible exception being the spinny cube. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. That is sort of another, I guess that's sort of another Fez reference almost. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> wow, and, and I mean, there's a couple of out there ideas that the wind chimes. 
spoilers the wind chimes are a thing well um, kind of but then that's just that's just finding the manual where it tells you that it, it tells you that it's directions and that's like that is a different version of the, you could consider that being like the tetris pieces or whatever it's a different version of yeah, telling it, you it how to find the directions you it, need to push it, it doesn't follow the usual visual language but it it's still just another it's you could argue that's one of the that's like the second version of that puzzle, which is the manual puzzles, where you have to interpret the manual to find out the answer. And I, and I, and I guess I would argue that I, I wasn't too fond on them actually locking like one of the last things you can do uh, behind understanding the language, right? Because that that was. <laughs> That felt that felt like such a the runic text. I mean, because like, yeah. that felt like such a jump compared to everything else that game had done. Like this was like, I, I don't mind. I don't mind there being a puzzle like that in the game. Well, but the, I mean, but it was kind of a mandatory thing you had to do to 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 finish it. But do you have to know the language to get that? I think it's the only way to unlock the front cover. Right, you need to go through that process, and that's how you get the front cover to the book or. What no, is the no, process the that cover? you need no, to go through? Were, uh, well, you had to know the language, and then there was a uh, there was a thing you had to do to basically reveal a bit of text yeah. uh, in the manual that was um, written in the language. Right, and then the and text then the, that and it reveals the, is a is a riddle essentially is a cryptic clue that tells you some directions you have to do because it's all about that again. A, a command to do and where to do it. Right. Um, uh, well. No, the text doesn't. Well, the text doesn't necessarily tell you where to do it because where a, you reveal it is the place that you're doing it in, though. I mean, it doesn't have to. be. No, it doesn't have to be. But most people but there's a, there's realize a, that yeah. that's there's a there's a picture there, and that's yeah. I, I got that far. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you do. And then there's the ARG of, thing as an extra. Well, well the which, ARG which thing really is a part of the game. Which, yeah, which you really don't have to engage with. But like, I kind of wish this puzzle was almost like a like like part of the AIG in that it's there and it's advanced and it's cool, but like it's. It's there's a, there's slightly too many hoops for me compared to the rest of the game. Well, the thing is, it's like I don't know if there's slightly too many hoops. There's really only one hoop, and it's the figuring out the language. But that's like, well, and I didn't get the cryptic. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I, like, I was a moron and misinterpreted it. But like the figuring out the language is like, it's not gameplay at all it's like there's no nowhere in that game does it sort of tell you that you have to work out the language apart from if you want to and but then there is this one puzzle that does require it so mm. it's not really if you want to yeah yeah i think that was and that's that's sort of my beef with it like because fez had the thing where you could decode the entire language right as well yes um but you didn't have to like i don't think there was any actual well, real puzzle locked behind read i mean it would help but i don't think there was any actual well it depends if you count like the pink cubes because remember there's that one where you have to answer a specific question that it asks uh, you yeah, in the language in the language yeah okay but i feel that one's not at least the language in fairs isn't nearly as obtuse well right? yes i guess how, how you decode it is that is way simpler well i don't think the one in Tunic is that bad. I mean, the way I interpreted it was even wrong, and I still got it. <laughs> I still got it, yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, that's that's amazing in it, in itself that you got it at all. But I mean, with, as, with the wrong technique. <laughs> and as I said at the time, it definitely sucks if you if you aren't playing the game in English. 
Because uh, yes. the runic language does not get translated out of English. It does not, right? Hmm. But then it never did in Fez either, right? No, the language, I don't think they retranslated the language because it doesn't doesn't work in other languages because of the clue in Fez. Oh, hmm. Well, no, I mean, that should still work, right? I mean, it wouldn't be as obvious, but it would still be a series of words that you could interpret by the thing that's on screen. I mean, it depends if other languages have a, like a phrase that carries every letter in it. That, sure, but you could still interpret you could represent it. it you could still ways. just see that there's a very conspicuous visual thing happening there. Sure, but it requires knowledge of the English phrase and what that means. Not, right? it, well, no, it wouldn't, though, necessarily. You could, yeah. you could, on some level, see that it's text, see that there's an unusual thing happening in the room, and then link those two things together. It wouldn't be nearly as easy and nearly as obvious as it is in English, but you could theoretically do that. Yeah, it depends on like if it was the same. Oh yeah, you you could change the visual and you could make it something language appropriate, like well to, to work. But because, I'm just saying that if 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 on some level you were looking for a clue to the language and there was just a weird thing and some language next to each other, you might just maybe it works in Fez because it's a famous phrase, yes because right? it's a famous yeah. thing in the English language yeah. <laughs> but yes, I mean the Fez language could easily have been another language just by having it on the back end represent the letters still but then it's just typed out in a different language whereas the one in tunic is slightly more because it's you know phonetic or whatever that's slightly less easy to just instantly directly translate to another language yeah <laughs> which is what i was looking for when i went into the settings and toggled it toggled the game into another language i was like if this runic language changes that will tell me a lot but it didn't, but it didn't. so it didn't actually help <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I imagine that's a pretty <coughs> epic task to, to, to redo that if they if they needed to. Uh, if they were if they were gonna do it in other languages. Well, it's I mean probably really quite tough. Maybe. I don't know I don't know how much phonetical crossover there is in English and other languages. Presumably it's actually maybe more crossover in like terms of sounds in language. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just have to rewrite every room. Yes, though. you do have to reinterpret it all. Which is probably quite a bit of work. Anyway, Tunic's great. Yep. Slight slight beefs in in edge the edge cases of design aside. Like it's it's still pretty great. Uh so there was something immensely satisfying about solving the golden path. Yeah. So like the, the, there was a, that was a standout moment. Well, that, I guess another minor nitpick of function is like it, it, you kind of wanted it to give you some way of sensing whether you were inputting the path not correctly, but whether it was like whether you were continuing the chain essentially. Oh, like if you yeah. failed, if you paused too long or whatever, it should have like a, a sound cue or something to tell you you dropped the combo essentially. Because <laughs> yeah. that's really that was one of the hardest things to know whether you were. Whether you were in predicament fast enough, and then whether if you'd accidentally paused for like a moment too long, mm. whether you had to then redo the whole thing over. Mm. Yeah. That could have used a slight amount of hint. But maybe that <coughs> maybe that'd be too much. But I mean, once you knew what you were doing, that hint wouldn't help you that much. Mm. It, it wouldn't help you solve anything. It would just help you make sure you're inputting things correctly. Tunic. Proper highlight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't much else that we necessarily played that came out this year. As well, yeah, there, there, there was that inventive anyway. Yeah. Like, 
don't know. I'm looking at... Uh, What's the industry game in the year? It's Elden Ring, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Fair enough. Which, in fairness, we did get a little bit of podcast action when Kippers filled in. Yep. He did play Elden Ring, and he did... He was singing his praises, and he's not a Souls player at all. No. Nah, yeah, but I mean, even, even he was like, no, Elden Ring's amazing. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It seems like the standout from those... From that kind of thing, because I mean, I'm playing God of War and it's fantastic, but I mean, mm. it's the same game. Like, I mean, it's better, but oh, oh, arguably, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's is just it, more God of pre- War. Does, yeah, is it presentation? Well, presentationally, obviously, it's you're getting the PS5 boost. Yeah, it's, it's top notch. Yeah, yeah. Um, presentation uh, and uh, story's good, but it is, you know, ultimately, at least uh, what I mean is, El- Elden Ring is an evolution of the Souls. Mm the souls game it's open world i mean it's quite different in that sense from prior souls games whereas god of war 2 is more god of war i'll like i'll keep the uh, critical train running and and be like biggest disappointment of the year for me <laughs> i think i think might be trek to yomi right not not, not bayonetta <laughs> i mean i mean bayonetta bayonetta is 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 a bummer yeah but it's it's um, fine yeah, it's it's kind of fine, and like like it, there's there's an essence of Bayonetta under it, even if it is hampered by the Switch and some hmm. design decisions that make it I don't think as good as the previous games. Um, whereas, and you know, given how much of a gap there's been since the two, I can kind of I can hmm. kind I'm disappointed, but I I can kind of understand in a in a weird way. Um, whereas Trek to Yobi, man. Every everything about how that game looked and was being advertised was pushing my buttons. It's like, what's this Kur- a Kurosawa style samurai game presented in that like old school black and white scratchy film format with with like two uh, D two D beat well some sort of two D combat system and uh, some supernatural elements and all that kind of stuff. Just sign me up. There's an, and actual Japanese like talent in the behind the voice work and stuff like that. This this should have been good, and it kind of wasn't. And it's, it was it, I, I was quite bummed out by that at the end. I, was, I sort of enjoyed its style more than I did the process of playing it. Like a, it was a bit of a, yeah. It was a, it was a shame. It was a shame. It it, it should have been swinging. But we're going to get like a like a drag edition, I suppose, to fill that gap. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I mean, sure, it doesn't have the black and white like scratchy film look or any of the. Uh... I mean, I bet it will have some ridiculous soundtrack as well, rather than authentic. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but it will have Majima in it, so you know, well, I'm happy. Or some distant relation of Majima, at least. Oh yeah. But, but she, <laughs> Well, that's 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 its whole thing, right? <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Like it's a it's a cast replacement. It's like like what if the cast of of Yakuza were playing this historical drama, <laughs> Majima as that kind of thing. And then there was weird like games that didn't stick, like Rogue Legacy Two didn't stick with me for some reason. Yeah, for some weirdly vaguely unexplainable reason that I still can't work out. Even having played it again for that video that's coming up, where it's just like, I'm still not getting into this, really. Hmm. It's, it is odd. I mean, it, I, as I said when we first talked about it, I'm not sure I agree with some of the design decisions of how they've 
how it's become more of a modern game, essentially. Mm. <laughs> how they've tried to gate areas and and have this skill progression and made it sort of more complicated in ha- having these very specific skill skills that unlock as you progress. And uh, like I don't know, but I feel like maybe that would be helped by getting deeper into it and unlocking some more of the randomness like playing more runs with different classes because there's apparently so many more different classes now Mm. that might mix it up and maybe that'll make it more interesting but you know it just hasn't stuck and then there's games that would that be because like will it help when you've unlocked more of the classes because like your ability to play as like one of the like the standard dude will diminish because it's like less likely to come up as an heir well yeah but I mean like the standard dude was so is such a like that was the main thing that made Rogue Legacy as good as it was was that like weirdly precise nature of it where it's Mm. like you move so sharply and like the sword swing is this very huge but all like instant arc yeah well defined and sudden like one frame animation like almost that was what made the made playing Rogue Legacy so like enjoyable for it being like precise and with like the dash dodge and all that stuff and the double jumping and all that that was why that game worked so well and that's one of the things where it's like you start feeling where it's like the more different mechanics they introduce you're starting to feel it being less precise than I talked about the weird like how they've made projectile characters and it's like this weird right stick pullback thing and all that Mm. stuff so yeah I don't know maybe maybe I'll get to play it more and then there's games that I kind of wanted to play and never got to because of dumb reasons, like Metroid Dread, I guess. Yes. We, we, <laughs> although that's all the game of last year, technically. Technically. We, st- we still haven't got around to that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I would like to play that. I mean, I've been keeping an eye on, like, you know, places to get it at not full price, <laughs> mm. <laughs> essentially. So hard. It, yeah, dr- dr- I have seen the odd Dread deal like it, it's happening like if you get, if you don't mind going physical yeah um and i would be looking for physical anyway because that's just what i have on my switch yeah i like, have all like, the physicals yeah i wonder why i wonder why i've done i think i've done the same thing i've gone like almost all physical i just don't want to put another goddamn memory card in that thing uh-huh. <laughs> and the one that's in there is far too small to start with i mean the one that I put in there, not just the internal memory, which is also tiny. But. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember. How, I, have, I have put a stick in there as well, but I can't. I can't remember how big it is. I haven't really had a problem since sticking a card I'm, in there. I mean, I'm going to have to delete all kinds of shit to get Zelda 2 on there. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, so looking forward, is, uh, t- is 2023 going to be a be a year? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. But like, what else? Is <laughs> Is there anything else we know of at this point? Uh, I mean, Space Program Two Street, is meant to come out next year. <laughs> Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six. Uh, Starfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess eventually that could be bad though. Star Citizen might even come out. <laughs> no, or a version of it at least. Maybe, but no, uh, not a chance. Mother chuffing bomb rush cyberpunk. Well, yeah, that's that. <laughs> oh, I'm so hype! So hype! And I guess maybe Satisfactory will actually come out. I'm pretty sure that's meant to go out next year. <laughs> Finally. What's the really big shit? Is there like a Naughty Dog game or something? No. Nah, no. No, no, no sign of whatever Naughty Dog's next project is mm. currently. Um, the sequel to 
Death Stranding meant to be coming out next year. Oh, God. No, I don't think that's next year. I, I, they just announced that it exists. Yes, they did. So, like, just, I, I would give it. I would give it time. <laughs> you would hope plenty of time. No freaking Halo game for a while. I mean, no, that's going to be a long, yeah. long time before we yeah. see anything like that. Because I don't. I still don't. There's been hasn't been much chatter of, of like around Halo Infinite like since since the Forge update. <laughs> weirdly, like. It's, yeah. just, it's it's been very quiet like other than like because it seemed like the story of the year was it's like hey halo infinite isn't really doing this whole live service thing very well yeah. and they keep ballsing up their season passes and hey everything is taking way too long to be updated and changed and oh look they've introduced a whole load new more glitches and fixed other ones and like it's it's all been a bit ropey sounding isn't it yeah. like and I don't actually think there's a huge amount wrong with Halo Infinite, like playing it. Like maybe it's just the hardcores that uh, that that have some trouble with it. But I mean, I guess it's just like we're in that that this, this the world now where like new content is expected to come out at a certain pace, and Halo wasn't hitting it. Um, yeah. And you know they dropped local co-op. Yep. So screw those guys. Yeah. And they don't co-op at all. No, for, no, uh, for a on, while. Uh, yeah, online co-op is is is. I think it's available now. Um, but not having it at launch was, you know, stupid. Yeah. If you're going to not even have that version of co-op, it's such a tentpole of Halo for me. Like, like the co-op, local co-op is su- is such a thing for us. And like, and this, it's not just us. It is a it is a sentiment echoed across quite a lot of the. Uh, uh, the Halo team, the uh, Halo players that have been there since the start, right? It's like, it's kind of, it's a big part of Halo. And for them to have, like, I don't know what hurts more. The fact that they, like, like in Halo 5, they were like, it's not important, and then just didn't didn't bother building it into the design of the game at all. Even though the whole game is actually a co-op experience, yep. and I then thought that local co-op is not a requirement. It's like, what, like... But what? What are, you, what are you even thinking? That's like that's so idiotic. And then at least in Halo Infinite, they 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 had the gall to be like, well, yeah, we understand. We got we we cocked up last time, and it became technically insurmountable because of the way we designed the game to actually do it. Um, so we're not going to do that this time. We're going to make it right. And we're like, abandon it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I don't know, like I don't know if Microsoft have much luck with like the studios they've got that have taken over big franchises, right? Like three four three don't seem to be hitting it. Yeah, the Halo. caretakers. Um the coalition that I'm not sure works. are really hitting it with gears. Yeah. I mean it it's, when has that when has that worked? When? It hasn't really. Yeah, I don't think that's Well, I mean, there's definitely cases where like other teams have come in and done a good job, right? The the obvious one I always think of is like Obsidian's work on Fallout. Oh yeah, New but Vegas. that's a bit. Yeah, but that, they didn't take over that; they yeah. just borrowed it. Yeah, for they, a they, it, it only happened for a single game, right? But Obsidian did a good job with that. But they've with done that. that they did that with Kotal, right? They borrow sure. it and then yeah. make it make a weird one that everyone likes. Yeah, they did a good job. So like, yeah. Obsidian might be the outlier, but yeah, when you're right, when does it happen? Reality, Obsidian should do a freaking Mass Effect game. <laughs> that would be weird. Oh, they, they really should. I mean, they're already doing a, a, uh, an Elder Scrolls are. game, yeah. but not called Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
I am trying to try. I'm, yeah, I'm struggling to think. What are the, um, there must be some biggies next. I'll take an eight, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You've named two fighting games. I don't, yeah. think, they, I don't think those count as biggies, really. I, mean, I think Street Fighter Six will crush, uh, right? Well, I don't know. Tekken and Street Fighter, they're yeah. pretty big games. They're it's big like, fighting games. They're not big games. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, yeah, do you think Street Fighter still has that like brand power to be like, oh, it's like Street Fighter? No, I don't think so. You think you think that moment is like five killed that off? I think probably before five. I think four might have been the last one that general audiences cared about, but it was a, four was big. But yeah. it was a Street Fighter game, and therefore immediately alienated all the general audiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter Four was big. So I think at the time of Street Fighter Four, it was still like. If you were to ask someone what a fighting game was, they might be able to name Street Fighter. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. And, and, I, and I feel less convinced by that as, a, as an idea mm. these days. Um, not because I don't know what other fighting game they would be playing, but, like... Actually, what would they be playing? Like, what is the... Like, Mortal Kombat? Combat, I guess, yeah. yeah. It's Mortal Kombat overtaken. As a mainstream idea, yes, probably. Maybe. Right. I can't, is, I can't uh, actually really think what the next year's biggies are. Uh, there must be some, right? When's Metroid Prime 4? <laughs> still unannounced. <laughs> yeah, still unannounced. After it I mean, you will know. It come out on the Switch, or will it have to be on the next hardware? I mean, that's the next argument point. It's like, is, like, is next year going to be the, this, at least the announcement of, of the, the next Switch, Switch 2? Yeah. Because... Yeah. Uh, I should just call it Switch 2. You know, PlayStation had the right idea. Just call, yeah. it, just call it 2, 3, 4. I, 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 I think Ninty might this I, I did the classic thing of immediately thinking of a really bad name as soon as, the, as soon as I was forced to think about the concept, where I was like, I, you should call it the Switch Up. Yeah, the Switch Up. Because <laughs> it's That's not bad. more up. It's yeah, because it's plus plus. That's, like, that's, not, that's not bad. I'll take it. No, it is bad. <laughs> like up. a one-up mushroom. Yeah, switch exactly. up, and then instead of click, it's like, ding. <laughs> oh god! Oh, but then we'll end up with a situation where, like, no one knows what it is. Like the Wii U. No, exactly. Yep. That's yeah. why you don't do that. Put a two on it. And put a two on it. Good. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone knows what you're getting into if you put a two on it. <laughs> put a banging two on it, and we're still fairly certain that Zelda is not going to be the cross-system game again. No. This sequel is definitely coming out on just the Switch. I think, I think so. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll re-release it for sure what, eventually well, once the well, new, once the maybe. It's quite slow on the re-release. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. don't do that nearly as much. But, but I think they would. Like, because of a game that could benefit from well, a I mean, hardware upgrade. Like, yeah, if we're assuming the Switch 2 isn't massively different in some, like, you know, software disabling way then yes probably yeah, I could, I, up I, the old I you still they... can't get the you still can't get the Windmaker remake on the Switch right because it was for the Wii U oh did they not put that out again I, I thought they think put, so I thought they put it out again they put on out Switch. Twilight Princess but mm. I don't think you can get Windmaker yeah, on I don't the remember. Switch they oh. should definitely do that it's a no brainer anyway. weird yeah I kind of thought that had happened but maybe you're right yeah, they're not that good with really re-releases. I mean, they're a bit like Disney, right? They they like the idea yeah, of the vault. the vault style, yeah. Yeah, and, and keeping things to their chest. Anyway, like, yeah. Like it's still... Was it was it last year or the year before with the whole... You can't you can't buy that Mario pack anymore. Yeah, they, and oh, they, yeah. Did, they deleted that really the, quickly. The one with yeah. 64 in it. Yeah. yeah. You cannot get hold of that anymore. Um which was okay because, by all accounts, it wasn't actually very well made. Yeah, it was okay emulation. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. 
So maybe when they do it again next time, it'll be better. <laughs> Who knows? What was that? That was 64 Sunshine and Galaxy 1. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Well, mm. Yeah, was it just Galaxy 1 or did it have Galaxy 2 as well? I don't remember. I don't think so. I'm sure they've re-released Galaxy 2 at some point, but I don't remember where or how. <laughs> I mean, the Galaxy, uh, if you want the weird weird one, I think the Galaxy games actually came out on the Chinese version of the NVIDIA Shield. <laughs> right, okay. That's, that's like the weirdest place that's happened. And that was official. Weird. But I think the work they put into making that version of the game ended up feeding back into the uh, the the Switch release, right? Yeah. Because they'd already done the work to upscale like the UI elements and things like that, <laughs> and redraw them all. Uh, well, so we've got Square Enix have got a couple of big games next year. They've got Forspoken and uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen. <laughs> Assuming that comes out next year, and the Final Fantasy Seven Part Two, right? Uh, they still Assuming that comes out next year. <laughs> I don't think they've announced when that's due. Mm. I mean, you'd hope relatively soon, considering how fast they got the Crisis Core part out. Mm. It's like they seem to have a reasonably streamlined process for shitting these out. <laughs> <laughs> it appears. I mean, Crisis Core is more of a straight remake, though, isn't it? Than uh, a, a sort of a remaster, more than a than the, isn't it? Than 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 what they did with FF Seven. Well, somewhat, but I mean, it's it's not like it's. It's still running on that same engine, presumably. Right, yeah. We should really get around to playing Yes, we should. Another game that we missed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just straight up buy the PC version of it so we can do it for video. Do a video. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, got, that was I, the original video. I, I mean, I've got the, PS, I've got the PS4 version. Right, yeah. Uh, but it's not the it's not the enhanced integrated edition for PC. And, yeah. You know. It was a bit buggy the first one, so I think they fixed some of it. Yeah. And it might... It, I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know how much of a stress it'll put my PC under, right? It strikes me as one of those games that might actually bring my machine to its knees yeah. like, whilst we're actually capturing it. Possibly. We'll have to see. Yeah, that could be an upcoming video series, potentially. <laughs> Let's watch out for that. Or at least a game that we get around to play. Oh, we've got all those about. Assassin's Creeds next year as well. Oh, God. Like four of them. Oh, <laughs> man, no, no. Way past Assassin's Creed. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. I'd have to do a lot to get me back inter- interested in Assassin's Creed. They've got that. Was it Mirage? Is mildly interesting, right? Because it's a non-open world one. Well, they're doing a more sort of streamlined experience version of it, which I mean, which might capture some of the original essence that may have been lost in their quest to make those games enormous. Yeah, I mean, I guess it might make it like more of a stealth puzzle game. <laughs> Like like a splinter cell or something, hmm. where you're trying to get get to the assassination target in like a smooth way, rather than just like jumping in from whatever rooftop is in the vicinity, <laughs> like you can in an open world. Hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to think what else has got Re- replaced. Is in theory coming out next year. That cool looking pixel art thing. That looks 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 badass. <laughs> the one that might actually the one come that out. might come out. Yeah. Um, Ah, Stellar Blade comes to mind, not because of the fan service, but because, hey, Team Ninja are making a Ninja Gaiden-style game again. Mm. And, you know, everyone loves Ninja Gaiden. So, <laughs> sort of. What's uh, the shit that we voted for that didn't come out on the... Uh, on Slime the Rancher 2. Oh, oh, <laughs> Slime Rancher 2, yeah. Ex- uh, like, and apparently Hollow Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight. I got screwed by Silk Song. Yeah. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is not out uh, yet, but that's not far away. Oh. That would be weird. I mean, 
that depends on your opinion of current Harry Potter, yeah, I suppose. Harry Potter discourse. Yep. I wonder if that Star Wars game will be a bit better than the last one. Not that the last one was necessarily bad, it just didn't really appeal. Well, oh, Jedi Survivor, yeah. yeah. I, keep, I keep forgetting about that. If it's a I one, mean, if it's a one-up on the previous, it might be good. I just I mean, Jedi, don't Jedi like Jedi his was good. face. Jedi, like, <laughs> why I mean, that's, that's, that's unfortunate because dude. it's his real face. Uh, yeah, but why? It's, it's not like they CG'd his face to be like that. That's yeah. the guy's face. I know, but why did they pick some ginger dude with no soul to <laughs> be the... <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the, the first the first Jedi game was good, uh, but it was perhaps a little maybe yeah maybe lacking in soul is yeah, actually the I right way to little, his face aside. Yeah, like, it, I think it, so. The environment I saw um, Gary playing it and like the environment scenes, environments and enemies and stuff seemed sort of contrived. Yeah, I, I think it just. And also, like, and it was, was just doing a Souls Combat light, you know, thing. Kind of, yeah, but it played pretty well. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, like, it was slick enough. And it is a good studio, right? It's, um, it had you know, the slight respawn. problem that, like, uh, I guess a little bit like Hard Life does as well, where the exploration was kind of pointless. It's yeah. like you could go and find all these, like, crates and stuff, but they were all cosmetics. Yeah. Like, there was absolutely no, like, real reason to go hunt that yeah. stuff out. Um, yeah, it's fine. But it could, and the story didn't really come to much. Obviously. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that good a story. No, the they're just squeezing in random stories around the current lore of Star Wars canon is getting super overstuffed now. Again, <laughs> again after they decanonized everything, just, just just go back in time, right? Do some more old Republic stuff. Yeah, or go after. <laughs> Like the original extended canon did, yeah, but they can't now because they they, well, yeah, it's reserved for Disney basically. Yeah, they, and, they, and they don't want to do that, in, like for whatever films, like what the next trilogy will be, because you, you know they're going to do another one at some point. I don't know when that'll be set though. Yeah, well, afterwards. Do you think? <laughs> just, After yeah, yeah, they'll just they'll just they'll, they'll, Ray and Finn. And... They'll come up with some bullshit, right? <laughs> That's Star Wars, right? Yeah, probably. They should do a Star Wars 40k, put it 40,000 years in the future, just have it be completely different. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what KOTOR is, except in reverse, Yes, right? that's, the, that's yeah. the minus 40k. <laughs> yeah. We should, we've got that, Bat, not, that not Batman game still coming. Rocksteady's new joint. Right. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With the Suicide oh, Squad. Killed the Justice League, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, could be okay. <laughs> we not still haven't seen how that game plays. Yeah. We haven't seen anything about what that really is. All we keep keep getting is like CG cutscenes. Yeah. Um I think there is some stuff, but anyway. Yeah. Game's coming. Still, Zelda. <laughs> That's yeah, the main thing. The one that, Zelda's the biggie. It's gonna it's gonna crush it. So it's it's gonna destroy our lives. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> if I if I've even got the time to play it, that's the worry. Yeah, that's thing. the advantage of the of the um, of the switch, of the, uh, the switch and the well, yeah, I suppose you uh, can, and the shrine system. I suppose the, you can. Well, that is going to continue the same <laughs> yeah. way. Okay, I guess. Well, the switch, yeah, you can just like pause it at any time, right? Yeah, and and, and come back into it. Provided Zach and I don't continue stabbing things, and I need to keep switching games. <laughs> Which you know we've got a lot of stabbing to do still. Well, but then you can just save anywhere in Zelda. Yeah. I'm assuming that that still continues to be the case, which I yeah, that can't works. imagine why. It'll be the same engine, so I'm sure it'll work. Yeah, well, that'll be 2023 then. Oh, Atomic Heart's coming out as well for that for that Mick Gordon soundtrack. <laughs> right, I think that may be our review of 2022. Yeah. An interesting, yeah. Um, yeah. 
And uh, Forza Motorsport. That's, oh. the, that's a biggie. Forgot about that. We're actually getting a Forza Motorsport game. I'm actually mildly hyped for that, even though if I keep forgetting it exists. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. That's all right. Um, <laughs> it just suddenly reminded me myself, like, oh yeah, yeah. Get, get a Gran Turismo competitor in there. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, check out our YouTube channel for videos. It sounds like there'll be. What's the next one coming up? I can't. Uh, the last one we recorded. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we we not we haven't got any backlog now. No, okay, <laughs> we're running right on the edge. Of doom. Right on the edge. <laughs> yep. So look out for that one. And um, then w- next time we'll have news. <laughs> well, maybe. maybe. news. Maybe. But January, who knows? I mean, we're, the, next year is going to be dominated by the what happens with the Activision buyout, right? Yeah. That's, that's, so that's, we're that's, that's all the, about it. That's the big story that is still to come. And whether or not it happens or not. Well, my, yeah, that's the trouble. Is like It might suddenly become a not big story. It might suddenly become not a story at all. <laughs> In, in actually, I guess when it ends, it will be rapidly become not a story in either way. Either it won't happen and then nothing will happen, or it will happen and then the games will just come out. Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> once that story is over, it's going to be very over. Think, think about think about games that I surprisingly didn't care about this year. I haven't touched Overwatch 2. And I quite like Overwatch 1. I quite like it a lot. I quite like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, I haven't 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 even remotely checked out Overwatch two. I probably should do that. That's mm. So you can be disappointed by loot boxes, apparently. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone says. There was a the co- the cosmetics in Overwatch one were pretty great. Like there was that was a reason that you wanted them. Whereas yeah, I doubt I doubt the new systems probably Matter mean you can't much. ever get them. Yeah. Anyway. That's a podcast. Cool. Yeah. That's Happy- 2022, yeah, yeah. baby. 2022. Happy Salad Game of the Year. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, game of the Year. Bug Snacks. Whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. I played Bug Talking Snacks. Talking about Bug Snacks. Yeah, oh, sorry. Snacks. Happy Salad Game of the Year. Tunic. Definitely Tunic. Probably, yeah. actually. But also Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> but also Dwarf Fortress. And Splatoon 3. Join us next year for more Sidecast. Catch you then. Bye. <laughs>